Welcome to the Subject to Revision podcast. In a society marred with cancel culture, we hope to be a beacon of light. It is here where we will share stories of forgiveness, redemption, and new perspective. We will use our experiences to remind us all of the human condition, one where mistakes and grievances are the seeds of growth and change. Together, we hope to poke through the dark veil of condemnation and show the light that glistens on the other side. Hi, Matthew. What's up, Marcus? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, well, uh, fetch sucks. <laughs> that's that's a thing. Um, I don't think our listeners know about fetch, so we need to tell them about that. Oh, so um, fetch is this delivery service where if you live in an apartment complex in Austin, you're not allowed to have packages delivered to you. You have to go through this, like startup <laughs> business called fetch that just like bought warehouse space and everything gets delivered to them in one bajillion bins and then they give it to uber drivers to bring to you essentially <laughs> and sometimes they bring their three-year-old children <laughs> we need to we need to serve our listeners because i don't think this i've never heard of this ever before so i want to hear about who has ever experienced something like this before if it's been fetch i want to hear all your terrible experiences if not don't want to hear about it but yeah i when i first heard that this was a thing i didn't i had never heard of it i didn't understand it uh i still don't like it we've had terrible experiences marcus has had things stolen Um, yeah we had to install a camera in our door to try to deter people from stealing our shit and they didn't steal things they still they stole portions yeah. of things, <laughs> so they would be like, "Oh, you bought a TV stand? Well, you can have the wood, but I get the metal." And then they would be like, "Oh, it's also a game of like hide and seek, where I hide the other pieces, and you have to go find them." <laughs> so. Welcome to Austin. <laughs> yes. Who are these people? I just have a lot of questions. I yeah, whoever thought of the idea of fetch, I think it's a good idea in theory. People, so people told me like odd things, right? Like Love like that. it's fetch people, and I'm like, but why would the fetch person <laughs> wait to get to my door to steal it? Like why would they? Well, unless they're Uber drivers, and we know the rates that people are being paid these days, they gotta do, steal parts. Do you think stuff. like maybe it's other fetch people who have access to the building that come in during? When they don't have deliveries mm-hmm. and they steal the yes. packages, or they're like the alternate driver, because I'm sure there's like regular drivers and deliverers. Yeah, but so like, like so like if Matthew if Matthew yeah. was a fetch person, I'm a fetch deliverer, and yeah. you go to fetch and fetch is like, here's your 20 packages for the building. You're yeah. like, awesome, thanks, fetch. I'll go, you know, do my job and I'll deliver these things. Yeah, and then you get to my door mm-hmm. and you go, all right. Now it's time to steal the metal. Like you wouldn't wait till that point. Why would you wait till that point? <laughs> Let's talk about this because if if I did work for Fetch and if I did want to steal things, mm-hmm. I'd be a lot more methodical about it. So first of all, like by after you've done it a few times, you get the idea of what what's in what boxes. You know, you know the companies are from. Yeah, that's you right. Figure that out. You know, sure. So I would just slowly after I saw like ten of one thing, I'd slowly like pull something off. Like you have to be really smart about it because they're gonna learn if you don't like the patterns. The people who stole the TV parts, they just like ravaged it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they just tore the box open. They just tore the box open. <clears throat> now, what's good about consumerism in 2021 and 2022 so is when um, the evil doers of Fetch yes. steal the metal from your TV stand. Yes. You can lie to Walmart mm-hmm. and say that they just forgot to pack the metal, <laughs> and then they send you a new That's one right. you for did that, free. Didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> you didn't just tell them it was stolen. Yeah, I just told them it was stolen. 
<laughs> so steal when you're stolen from steal from a yes. greater company yeah but you pick a company that. and then you yeah, just cool. like you don't tell them that you're stealing you just lie yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you tell them that in this like this system that they have yeah where they have a bajillion employees mm-hmm. and they ship shit around the world yes that somehow they left the metal pieces out of yours and then they go of course this happened here is your money back and that's great customer service i want to talk about that for a second because i think walmart's not the only one amazon is really good about this so i I can't i'm not sure if i've lied to amazon before i've probably bent the truth but i've definitely like had like bad experiences and they like don't ask too many questions they'll just replace it like we love that you're you're like uh, a consumer to corporation value system is much more wholesome than mine is. <laughs> I obviously have a grudge against, yes. against the the corporate oligarchs of our society, so I I don't feel any um, like it, like I have no issue with lying to them and basically stealing from them. I love not, that. None at all. So what like so what when are they not a corporate oligarch? Like at what level do they do we like who who's this echelon? Who do we, who's it not okay to steal from? Who's not okay? Uh, yeah, let's talk um, about that. Uh, I would say uh, most civilians, just normal people. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't steal from them. Um, If you're not one, you have to be incorporated. Okay. If you're incorporated legally, illegally incorporated. If you're legal, yeah, I'm not going to steal from the mob because, like, that's a (laughs) hit, and I don't want to die over like you know a bathing suit that I ripped and then I tell them they sent to me ripped, even though it smells like the pool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a little crinkly it's a little wet yeah. but it's fine by the way we thought this was going to be a practice but i think we're just we're just going to roll with it I so so matthew thank you for joining the subjects of revision podcast we're getting to it a little bit late but that's fine um because you know people will get here they had to hear fetch first yes this is our <laughs> the first episode <laughs> where we got deep into a conversation and then hit record and just let it roll so all right cool that. so yeah so who are the corporate okay so you have to, I would say, over 10,000 employees. Okay. Um, and uh, where you make enough money mm-hmm. to be a much better corporate citizen than you are. Mm. And then I don't feel bad for you. Okay. Yeah. Then I fight. Like, I, then I become Robin Hood. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens. But, like, the P, like... I'm the poor, and they're the rich, <laughs> and I steal for me. I love that. Yes. Okay, that makes sense yeah. to me. I can support that. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're, I would say if you're, like, a thousand, like, maybe, like, the, the people I bought the podcast equipment from, like, yeah. that was, like, a, a website, yeah. they, you know, this business probably has, like, you know, a hundred employees, I wouldn't steal from them. Okay. Now, you may say, what if they sell on Amazon? Yes. And I would say... Well, that's your fall for selling on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Amazon's thing at that point anyway, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, and if not, I'm going to live under the delusion <laughs> that it is. And I don't do this that often, but I would say I do it, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, five to ten times a year. Okay, so once a month. Let's say like... Yeah, about once, or, about once a month, once I make a, month. a purchase okay. and I bend the truth if I don't <laughs> like it and or I break it. <laughs> I love that. Now, do you feel the need to do that because of their policies or just because of like philosophical reasons? Oh, I don't feel a need. I almost feel like it is... Um, like a consumer benefit. Okay. Oh, an, enti- a consumer <laughs> an entitlement. entitlement. A consumer entitlement. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, 
Yes, there you go. <laughs> really got to get in here, y'all. Yeah, you do. It's the first time. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a, uh, it is a consumer entitlement yes. to, to, you know, lie. Because I feel like they are a perpetual lie to me. So they're, oh, they're perpetually lying to you. Yeah, all the time. Okay. Yeah, every time Whoa. there's a customer review that's written by a Russian bot, that's a lie to me. And I go. go, I go, wow, look at this. Five stars. <laughs> we'll come back to Russia. But I think, but how do you know it's a Russian bot, though? Oh, I don't. Okay, you don't. You just assume it is. Yes. You're just making, okay. We're because I don't actually think that, like, 32,000 unpaid people wrote a review for toothpaste. I don't think that that actually <laughs> happened. Because people don't use toothpaste or because they don't feel strongly about Exactly. Because okay. I don't think 32,000 people feel strong. And Amazon's not very pushy with reviews. Like, it's not like every oh, time yeah. you buy something where they're like, oh, you should review this because yeah. you just bought it. A lot of companies will do that. that might but be Amazon illegal, doesn't. Yeah. And because Amazon doesn't, I go, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lie. Uh, so, I, so, yes, I, I don't mind. I love that. Plus, like, I mean, come on. Have you ever seen, like, the grain of rice Jeff Bezos thing? Like, what a billion, like, grains of sand <laughs> looks no, like? Not. Yeah. Well, what, if it does, you go, why does this guy have all of this? <laughs> and I have nothing. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just upset that my $8 Amazon shorts <laughs> got ripped and I would like a new pair for free. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's true. He traded, though, the money for the looks because, I mean, no offense to him, but he's fairly ugly looking. So I think, you know, he's, you know, he didn't get that, but he got all the money. Yeah, sure, but like you know. nobody has offered me that deal. <laughs> but, who who do you expect to offer you that I deal? I don't know whoever offered him that deal. <laughs> the devil, like, yeah, probably. That's so. still fine. If you're listening, <laughs> if you listen to this episode and you're in the house, devil, we can we can make a deal, and I'm okay with that. Give me that Bezos look thing, for, and I'll take all of the billions. I love that. <clears throat> I mean, I he looks that. like he lives his best life, even if he is, yeah. you know. Not the most, ha- but I like, I don't look at myself, I go, I'm the most handsome. So, like, how much do I yeah. have to lose? You know, I guess <laughs> it's, billions, it's fine. trillions of dollars. Yeah, well, exactly. By not making this deal, I could, I, <laughs> I feel like to him, money isn't a thing, like, it can't be much like to most of these people. Like, it's so much that it just is, it's just a game, it has to be a game. When, do, when does it become a game? I think probably, like, how much money for you, like, would you need in order for it to become a so, game? I've never had a million dollars. I've never had half a million dollars. But I would. We would imagine. renegotiate our rent if you <laughs> just had a million. Uh, no, no, dollars. we would not be living in this place or be involved with yeah. fetch. Yeah, we. If we had I that, certainly do not have a million dollars. No, but I, we would have a in home in debt, the hills, maybe. obviously. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but like in cash. Yeah. No, I would not be living here. That being said, uh, I feel like probably I so like, let's say like a really nice house, you know, on a river somewhere might be a couple million, maybe up to 10. Mm -hmm. I would say like maybe over 50 million, 100 million. I think that's when it becomes a game then because you can buy everything you want, although maybe, you know. Uh, maybe a couple of hundred. Well, not million. like not one of those super yachts. They cost. no, it's true. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I saw that one of the Russian. I want to say like had that the real like fuck you money number, like yeah. the real one. If you're like a powerful, influential person in mm-hmm. society, because you have that both. Yeah, you need to have like probably a billion. A billion okay. is probably where you have sure. enough. Like where like Sweden can be like, I'm not allowing your yacht out, you oligarch, and they go. 
that's fine. I yeah. will just buy a new one. Like the way I, or unless, maybe they contact you invade Bezos another they, country. No, or maybe they like contact their boy Bezos and they're like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I got to get a return. This whole thing is working out. It's your fault. You sent it to me broken. I want like another one prime shipped to me, but in this part of the world. That makes sense. Gosh, that customer service chat must be. By the way, they have like fucked with shipping rates. So because mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm, fucked mm-hmm. with shipping rates so much. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to like purchase a thing again yes. than it is to like pay to ship something as yes. a normal human it's true so like yeah i'm gonna and then what do i do i take the first one that i had i return it to them obviously and then it's like i got free shipping <laughs> <laughs> which is great amazon's really solved a lot of things i think yeah but for amazon they have <laughs> solved a lot of things for amazon okay but let's i wouldn't be mad if they took over the usps because there are like some of our shipping services here in the U.S., I can't sure. speak to the rest of the world, are just, yeah. like, not great. No, most of them are bad. And Amazon is great. I, I feel like UPS is, I, was always, like, the gold standard. Yes. And they're not as good anymore. Them and Fed, I feel like them and FedEx have, at least in Florida, I can't speak to anywhere else, a little bit in Texas. <laughs> they've kind of, like, fought for it. But I feel like, yeah, they were, like, they were like up here, like, yeah. you know, pretty close to the top. Like, you felt like you were paying for something Correct. more. Yes. When you had UPS and, like... He had the the guy and like his yes. brown jacket and he like made you sign for it even though like you yes. were very reluctant. You didn't uh, need to. Yeah, and like it you hated that like now I have to be home whenever the UPS but, yeah. but still it felt like their standard of care was higher. And you're yes. like, okay, this is worth it. Yes. Now, I don't feel that that's the case <laughs> anymore. Although, I've got some UPS things where I'm like, what the fuck happened in a box? To be fair, like, we don't really did they know. open it with a rake No, monster? fetched like, it, probably. Because we haven't... No, they didn't even go to fetch. When when was this? You remember the monitor I just bought? In that yes. box? And yeah. You were like, what happened? <laughs> UPS happened to that box, Matthew, and then they taped the Yikes. fuck out of it. Yes. So that's you know. fair. Yeah. So I don't, you know, yeah. all these companies, they're, they're a little, although like <laughs> there's so much more of it now. Like think about yes. how many things get you. And yes. in all honesty, like gun to my head, my life is way better with Amazon than it is without Amazon. Yes. Because I, well, I mean, one, we spent like 10 grand there last year. But like the convenience, like, you just can't. Well, we moved, you know? Like, well, yeah, you buy, yeah, you buy, yeah. You buy a lot of For stuff. For sure, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I get the previous year before yeah. that. Yeah, it was six. So, you know, it was 4K. Okay. Bump. I love that you just know that. I have no idea. Oh, you don't You don't check your annual statements in, in Amazon? No, I don't. That's I, the thing. You oh, can that's only do it on a computer. Oh, okay. But there is a section that will give oh, you your, your, like, your 2020, your 2021, your 2022. Oh. And I'll tell you, it gives you an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Every purchase that you made and yes. what your total expenditures was so it doesn't have returns on there so for all i know we spent 10 but i returned <laughs> six <laughs> and now we're in four but i need to check that out yeah, i love that yeah 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 i have spent um since <laughs> i did this i don't know including this year i can kind of do like rough math but yeah over the last five years mm-hmm. i've spent an entire year salary i love that on amazon <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I Probably should have bought a Bitcoin, and then yes. I would be a bajillionaire. Yeah, and we wouldn't be living here; we'd be living in the hills of Austin, obviously. Yeah. Or like bought stock in Amazon like ten years ago. Yeah, how come they don't ago. make it that easy to just you know that should be part of it? Like, give, give me like a fraction of a share every time I use Prime. Yes, that would be great. Oh, absolutely. Make me a yeah. part of the company. Come a on, shareholder. Bezos. I love you know. That. Like, I'll hate you less. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the inverse of what you asked me. Mm. 
Love that. Because you're like, why do you feel like it's okay? Yes. Why don't you? I feel like in our prior conversations, yeah. you're a corporate apologist. So you you like hmm, you, this is good. Yeah, you take this um, in my opinion, my yeah. view from the outside of Matthew's head view, <laughs> you, uh, you have like a certain measure of acceptance when it comes to the power and influence of companies mm-hmm. and what they do or don't do yeah. versus what they could do. And you're <laughs> like, well, it's okay. You know, like, cause we're signing up for it, which to some degree <clears throat> is true, but yes. Yeah. Tell me why you feel bad. Why does he, why, <laughs> why do you have a conscience for, for like some weird entity that does doesn't fucking give two fucks about you. <laughs> okay, we need to take a journey to the past, I think. We're going to we're going to jump back into history. I think we have to here for a second. Like the 1800s? No, just oh, okay. since when I was born. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just 31 years ago <laughs> in the sorry. deep past because I'm old now and the listeners, you know, I'm new to them. So they, you know, need a little, little back history. Yes. So I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. We're going to late we're going to take a journey. I don't know where the destination will be. It'll hopefully be an answer to your question, but okay. we'll see not, I'm going to find one. So. If not, well, yeah. <clears throat> so, yes, I grew up in a very conservative Christian home and so, you know, it was instilled early from birth, you know, values that I'd say like that a lot of people share in terms of like what's fair and just and right. Those terms are very subjective. But, you know, for the course of what we're talking about here, that was kind of instilled in me like, you know, you do unto others, you want them to do to you. Like all these things are like that this is how you treat people. <clears throat> Corporation is not a person. But I think, you know, as I grew up in things like that, I came to believe that, you know, I mean, corporations are made up of people just like anything else. And so even though the corporation has an identity, they're just a bunch of people essentially that are trying to get money or trying to do whatever they're trying to do, you know. Do they <clears throat> do at any point, do they change from just a group of people to a collective consciousness? No. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think it's, I think it's something I've thought about this a lot recently, but we all know life is fragile, I think. If not, like, I think we can all kind of agree it is. Yes. And, and processes and organizations, the way things are connected, sometimes it just takes one person or one thing to fall out of that and everything falls apart. Like, systems are very fragile. Um, I think, like, the current, you know, we'll come to current, you know, day things that are happening in the world, like, that shows that it just takes one thing and everything falls apart. Well, it's like what, like uh, <clears throat> as an example, like what happened to society when COVID happened. Yes, like there, there were like a few like pins that were pulled. Yes, and then all of a sudden you see all of these things start to yes. collapse and crumble around them mm-hmm. because these processes, like you said, run off very slim margins. Absolutely. So, you know, companies, you know, are held up very much by you know things that. Are you know whether it's customers or things them buying a product or people believing in something because without that things fall apart I think um, and so for me there's that piece of it and then there's this like personal responsibility and I think something that I've learned in my adult life mm-hmm. uh, or I've chosen to adopt as a part of my value system is very much that like. I'm responsible for all of the choices I make. That's not to say that they're not outside environments that affect me, mm-hmm. but the way I react, the things I do, all these things are, are, um, in my belief, my responsibility for of how I act in everyday life. And so that coupled with my belief about organizations and that they're just a bunch of people and things like that, when it comes to corporations, I don't want them to do terrible things, but... 
I believe they will generally, and maybe not on purpose, but, but by the fact that they're a bunch of humans put together to make up this organization, that's going to happen. And so when it comes to corporations, I don't think it's okay that they do things like that, but I do expect them to do things like that, and I don't expect them to do anything for me. Like, I will never... I don't have that entitlement where it's like, I expect them to do this for me. Like I have signed up to be involved with them by buying a product, by believing in a brand, being employed, being employed, um, whatever it is, that's my choice. And so I have to live with the ramifications of that. I believe it is. I don't think they chose me. Well, I would say... Um, my only argument to that is like your choice. Uh, I believe choices are made by a bunch of different influences. Yes. So if, okay, that's fair. If your influences have impacted your options, yes, and then you may you can only make a decision within the confines of those yes. influences. Sure. Yes, you've had the freedom to choose between five things. But, yes. <laughs> but but if, you know, if they all fuck you, then, <laughs> <laughs> then you're fucked. Yes, exactly. I think we can agree, though, that's true for everyone. It's just is the question of how many influences are in your decision. So to me, it's a level playing field for the world. I don't I shouldn't say that because that's not fair. But it it everyone is influenced. Everyone's decisions are influenced by a, an X number of things. Sure. So in that case, then I then have the choice of those options to choose one of those things or what, many of those what things. What would your options be? Like, give me an example where, um, like, uh, so you, we don't have to talk about what company, but you work for a big company. Yes. Okay. Now, what are your options if you don't want to work for that big company? Oh, so many options. I could work for a competitor. Yeah. Uh, I could go to a different industry. I could start my own business. Mm-hmm. I could not work. Um because this big company has allowed me to save a fair amount of money, all of those things. So I, I feel like I have a lot of options. What about when you first started working? So mm-hmm. so you've been with the comp- with this particular company for like 10 years, yeah. right? So when 21-year-old Matthew yes. first signed up, what did he feel his options were? Well, so I... The br- I believed in the brand so much that mm-hmm. I was probably... J- not jaded. I was the opposite of that. I was... Um, had you, you drank the, the Kool-Aid. I drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I still do. I, I love Kool-Aid as an aside. Um, <laughs> Me but too. Abso- well, absolutely. I got yeah. tattooed in Kool-Aid. I love that. <laughs> Wait, do you have a tattoo of Kool-Aid? No, but I have, oh, a, you should. I have a tattoo of the brand. Oh, okay, I love drinking that. the Kool-Aid. Okay, I love <laughs> Oh, LOL. Okay, yes. Yeah, got yes, it. Yes, <clears throat> yeah. Um, when you drink so much Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid that it makes you drunk that you get <laughs> a tattoo of a major corporation on your body. That's yes, how you know. Yes. Or your tongue turns purple or both. Yeah, yes. Um. So, yeah. So... Twenty-one-year-old Matt had a couple options. He actually, st- I had two part-time jobs at the time. So um, this is back in Florida. Um, so I was, uh, I. So your your upbringing didn't leave you with substantial amounts of money to make this. Oh yes, like. so yes. If we're going to talk about this for a second, yes. No, I. Uh, my family was not just you know bathing in cash. If we okay, can say as okay, much. Cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I I had enough what I needed. Um, my. So shelter, food, all of those things were covered. Yep. Some of the luxuries in life I didn't have. Um, but some you did have. But some I did have, yeah. So you're, definitely like, you're, relatively you're a pretty speaking. standard middle-class American family. Yeah, I would say, yes. We're very much like white middle-class family. Yep. I think that's yeah. important to like put in perspective. Yes. So I did have a lot of lectures relative to speaking. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, got it. 
Yes. Cool. So similar upbringing for us. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how middle class we were. We were middle class until we were lower middle class. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like knowing that we've talked about, and not in a bad way, I feel like our family probably had a little bit more. Now there were five kids, you know, obviously. But my dad, he was a um, vice principal for the school system, was a principal at some points, did a bunch of stuff. So he, for the government, he did all right, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's good. That's good. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, my, <clears throat> I feel like my, we're going way off base, but I love that my parents' limiting belief system when it came to income and mm-hmm. their uh, professional opportunities, yeah, gave me a similar limited yes. belief system. Mm-hmm. Because even like even my goals were small, which was make mm-hmm. more than them. Yeah. Well, they didn't make shit. So, <laughs> hi, mom. By the way, um, we love you, Sharon. But, yeah. but, but still, I was like, <clears throat> there were numbers that I was like, to me, that's imaginary. Yes. And that number was like a hundred thousand dollars. Like Same. we we joke around about like I call you I called you six figure Matthew. We yes. got like a promotion and 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 all, and all that <laughs> stuff. But that's because like it's been elusive. And, yes. And more is like. Is that really real? <laughs> like, who makes no, that? No um, one does. And, but anyway, I digress. I love that. So, so we're back to corporations and why. Yes. yes, and why you apologize for them? Absolutely. <laughs> <on their> <laughs> I just, so I started with the company when I was 21. I also had another part-time job working at a smokehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I worked both of those because I could only work part-time um, at the company I was hired with. And mm-hmm. then the smokehouse, you know, I was able to do part-time hours. So I did that for about a year and a half, two years. Um, so that afforded me the ability to save up some things like that. I was living at home at the time. I did not have rent. That was also another blessing. Um yeah, so there were a lot of things that were in my favor in that sense. Now you are your dream is to be a chef and own restaurants, yes, and, yes. or eateries. Yes. I don't know, or any you know wait, places. What, people wait, what's consume. the empire called? The empire is going to have a name. Oh yes, the House of Icardi. By the way, yeah. um, the brunch game is that your yes, your handle, handle on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When you, you want to see all the delicious things mm. that Matt makes that we eat. Yes. Um, <laughs> the brunch game is his handle on Instagram, and I'll put it in the podcast when I post. But. Yes. So you wanted to be that, yes, which is a very challenging field to get into, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have money to like lean on yeah. because it doesn't pay well when you're first starting. And sometimes no. it doesn't pay well even if you're successful. <laughs> exactly. That, so it's a very unique industry in that yes. even if you find success, that doesn't mean that you'll find uh, monetary prosperity. Correct. Yes. 100%. So, so, you, so to me, that would mean that you're... Um, your choices when it comes to following that dream mm-hmm. are limited. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And who are they limited by? Well, I think it's limited. Why? Well, it's limited by <laughs> the fact that I don't have money. <laughs> yes. I have money. No, why don't you have money? Uh, yes, you have money, <laughs> but like, why don't you? You don't have like money. Money. Like big M, big O, big N. Like B-E, you can remove yourself y. from the workforce for five years yeah. and pursue your dream. Yes. And like have some measure of comfort, kind of money as yeah. an adult in 2022. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's money yeah i could do that for to be fair i could do that for two or three years and i would actually be okay okay maybe four maybe four. yeah and by then maybe you would be successful but successful doesn't mean correct financially yes. solvent absolutely yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you yes. work you work for a big company yes. and this company makes 
a fuck ton of money. <laughs> like, just a few dollars. A fuck ton of money. <laughs> and, and Matthew and I have had... Bezos money. Converse- yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had conversations and probably some disagreements and arguments around the idea of yes. um, how much of the money that they make <laughs> gets dispersed amongst the people that have made them successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the percentage of profit... That goes to the company's labor. Yes, is not um, relative to the value that they bring that company ultimately. Yes, and I agree with that with that statement. But you're okay that they don't. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> no, and I would say no to that statement. I don't think the company is entitled or is required to offer that. Okay. I would like them to. So let me ask you a question. Yes. Corporations have corporate responsibility. Yes. Do you think that maybe, and like, I mean, we don't have the ability to do so, but <laughs> when when you think about um, how companies are regulated, yeah, do you think that <clears throat> down the road it it would be important for that to be part of what of what a, what corporate responsibility looks like? Um, because I would love uh, that. why are they entitled? Like, maybe you're not entitled mm-hmm. to more than they give you, right? But why are they entitled to all that they get? That's a good question. I don't think they are. They just take what they want. Yeah. Because I don't. They have leverage. Who gets to decide that? Like, who decide? Who would decide what the value is? Like, who? That's that's where I come back to. It's like who gets to decide that? Like, of what uh, a fair pay is, if we can say that terminology. I mean, you can you could do things based off of. Um, like what is a like the the lowest standard of a full time job? Yeah. for a person within a certain sect of society, mm-hmm. how much is the cost of living for that person to to have a home, afford food, have a family? Yeah, right. And so if if those people, mm-hmm. um, who had who were uh, on the lowest tier of the income scale, but still able to afford those things, yeah, well, your pay would be relative to them based on the importance of your job and that okay. would define the percentage of profit that you share in. And I love that. But I think it gets very murky because <clears throat> then you have to decide, okay, so for smaller companies, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, you could say it scales, but then if it scales, mm-hmm. how is it fair to the person that works at the small company that gets paid a lot less that is the same job that works at a, comp- a person at a larger company? <clears throat> sure. And that scales up. So you run into that issue. And then also you have to then start defining a lot of very specific things. So sure. cost of living, that's a very generic term, you know, very generic number yeah, that yeah. we use, we said. Yeah. But, you know, what is a livable apartment? Is it a 250 foot square like studio apartment? Sure. Maybe. Is it, you know, a thousand you know square feet? Is $200 a month enough for food? So I think that as, as long as you're okay defining all those numbers, mm-hmm. because I think you'd have to in order to make that pro like that structure work, but I, I'm for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are ways to do it, even if it was uh, like <clears throat> semi-annually. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, what I know is that, our government definitely employs enough people where they could somewhat figure this out to some it degree. It would take the millennia, Marcus. Here's <laughs> the thing about the government. We all know they work slowly, the DMV. You all have seen it. You all have heard it. Yeah, not as slowly as background check companies, apparently, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> that's a whole other story, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, It would take them forever then to decide. And then who decides that number? Do they have to vote on it? Like All those things. So I love the idea, but the execution. Sure. I think would take literally forever. Sure, but things take time. Of course. So, a so lot of time. especially yes, yeah. Well, things take things a lot like of time. that. Yeah. Well, well, 
most things that are um, supported by policy yes. take a lot of time. Yes, for better or worse. Yes. So uh, are there paths? Uh, do you think that there could be... Oh, wait. <laughs> Fuck it. I have to go back to the original <laughs> question. So, why, uh, so you're okay with what corporations do because you don't think that the consumer or the employee or the labor is entitled to more than they're given. Because I don't... So who... Like, who gets to decide who's entitled to what? God? Us? Like, I don't know. Like... Bezos, like who gets to decide that? That's I mean, the big question. Generally, you would say if we actually worked in like a, a free market society, yes. the free market, which is people, <clears throat> would would decide. Yeah, but if you have a government that subsidizes large businesses, correct? Then then all of a sudden the market ain't free, <clears throat> yes. and um, the need to increase wages relative to <laughs> to, to profit sharing would, that doesn't exist because why would it? I would argue a free market will never exist, and you know, and I think in a perfect world it does but then it becomes an anarchy because i think that i just i think much like most uh political and philosophical like theories in sure. like they it just doesn't work well uh, well i agree so but why so we have <laughs> we have a free market when it comes to labor yeah kind of but yeah. we don't have a free market when it comes to uh the health of Big business. Right. No, and, and because then the government has to set regulation on that, and that gets messy. But obviously. what about when they fund them also? Well, yeah. <clears throat> That's messy also. <clears throat> yeah. But they will never not regulate and fund them at the same time, probably. No, no, no. And that's fine. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I think, like, you know, I, I, I think that there there's benefit to, to both. Oh, but yeah. it's weird in how, like, companies are the benefactors yes. of the subsidies. Yes, so, absolutely. So like if you take... I mean, we have so many examples we could talk about. So I like many. to use the fun Walmart example because it's fun. Yes. And, and the Walmart, Walmart example is if you have full-time employees yes. who can afford to live based off of a full-time salary Yes, and also based on their salary given by um, their business that they work for, their corporation mm -hmm. that they work for, if those people are also, because of the amount of money that they make, allowed to get benefits from the government, yes, then you you could argue that the government is subsidizing the cost of those employees yes. because the business that makes un way more than enough money mm -hmm. to pay the employees enough that the government doesn't have to give those employees, yes. that would <laughs> then you would have extra money to do <clears throat> extra things with oh, for yeah. society. But right now Absolutely. it's uh, like people pay taxes mm -hmm. and those taxes will subsidize low paying jobs <laughs> for people by companies that have way more than enough money yes. to pay employees enough money that they could like just survive off of you know, the job that they did. And I feel like, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like 50 years ago, it was different. Like, I feel like you could, well, I mean, you were able to have like single household incomes. Yeah. And like have a home. Like yeah. Maybe you, maybe like you were the middle class or even mm -hmm. lower middle class, but you could afford like a home, a car and like yeah. some Star Wars toys for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then, like now, and, and like you could be the, the bottom rung, like, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, a manufacturing, I don't know, box, boxer upper at the factory or yeah, whatever. But like, absolutely, you could do good enough to yeah. like where you could survive. And now you definitely 100% 
cannot survive based off of those things. No, definitely not. So what do you think changed in the last 50 years? Oh, I think that um, our government has deployed policy that allows <laughs> corporations to grow without mm-hmm. having to revenue share with its people. I think that's yeah. what, that's what happens. Like that's if you something. if you if um <clears throat> if you allow businesses mm-hmm. uh, so like even do like the the repatriation of money that happened like from the orf- the offshore accounts mm-hmm. um, during like Trump's administration. Yeah. So all these companies were able to take their money back. They got like a tax break in order to do it. They got like Love some that. tax holiday. Yes. And the idea was like, oh, this will be great. It can create yeah. jobs. But what, what yes. companies end up doing is they do stock buybacks. And mm-hmm. that means that like when the company owns the shares, yeah. there's less shares in circulation. And the less yeah. amount of shares that are in circulation, the more value, uh, the more valuable the shares that are in circulation mm-hmm. are. Yes. So, so yeah. So if you own shares, you got a raise. I love that. And if you don't own shares, you, you don't. Didn't. I also don't think that we value uh, labor as much. Mm, like I, I don't that? think. I think I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think there was like there was probably like some sort of dynamic shift in um, like in American culture, and like we we don't value labor the same way that we did you like getting rid of unions Mm -hmm. probably played a role because unions used to protect workers right so it was like working conditions and shit were awful yeah so unions came in and that people started to unionize so that way they because a single individual like you or me in a big business can't influence change but if you get get all the labor together you can influence change we love that but then there was legislation that passed that allowed them that these corporations to basically fire anybody who attempted to unionize and yeah. then all the unions started to collapse and then all of a sudden it is back on the individual to try and make a change yeah. and when there isn't any influence to say hey what are you doing with all that money they mm-hmm. go what money what money and if I you don't like it well you're entitled to leave and go find a better paying job somewhere else absolutely but i want to oh, go back by to the that... way we're gonna take your health care with you oh absolutely <laughs> let's go back to that question though like so but i think though and i think it's an interesting point that you believe that the value of work changed but i but i would really wonder why you think that because that's that's a big thing like what like what in humanity and culture changed that you believe because that it maybe that's true NAFTA. but i but I don't think I so I don't think humans have changed. Let's let's start let's let's start there for a second. Yeah, sure. Like, humans have not yeah. changed. So Agreed. government has changed. Well, you know, well, humans <laughs> humans are evolving with their environment. I would say. Can I can I make a very touchy argument? Of course you can. Always. This is something we can argue about. I love that. Okay, this will be great. So, what if corporations mm-hmm. under because they're as we have discussed, yeah, profit most amount of money, yeah biggest thing for yes. them because they're a big business that is their yeah. number one goal is to make money that's yeah. why they exist is to make money yes so so what if they realized that they could pay people less mm-hmm. um they could um, offer less benefits yes they could value the work that people do with. yes but um they would make these people feel better by taking on the burden of social issues and social injustices. I want to work for this company because it cares about people. Yes. You know, they care about this community or this community. Like, has very strong feelings about this. (laughs) I do. I do. But uh, like, what if that was one of the ways where, where they can, they have fooled people into like, Oh, it's okay. Like, and I I say that because I was fooled. Right. I, I feel as though I have been duped. 
I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, your values align so much with me yeah. that that is worth not looking for better pay mm-hmm. because while your bottom line is money, yeah. my bottom line as, an indiv- as a human is values. Yes, absolutely. And then I went, wait a second. Wait a second. Yours aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why should mine be? You, you yeah. basically fooled me into, like, you virtue signaled me into being <laughs> like, this is where I want to be because we care about the same. Like, the corporation yeah. was an entity. Absolutely. That, like, had a, a heart and a conscience. And I'm like, yes. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. We're, we're one and the same. Absolutely. I want to work here for you because yeah. you. Are, yes. You talk about all the right things. Yeah. You care about people and you want the best for people. You drank the Kool Aid. Yeah. But then yeah. that's not real. So maybe that's no. part of it. <clears throat> I think that's part of it. But I would also argue if you jump back like 100 years ago, like if you, and I'm, I don't know history very well. I'm not going to lie, but I do know. That's okay. Nobody's going to listen to this. We love that. That's okay. Even if they do. <laughs> maybe up to 150. We're revising all of history. Hi. Thank um, you for joining us. You're all the best. <laughs> yeah. But like you go back, you know, before, you know, you go back to like, the era when they were building the railroads, when America was like coming up and there were monopolies and, and terrible working conditions and workers definitely weren't valued then. There were children working in factories and things like that. Yes. So I would argue, in my opinion, humans are the same in that sense. Companies have always wanted to make money, yep. pay people the least amount, blah, blah. That's always been true. Yes. I would, I believe the last 50 years, ha- this devaluing of work could still be true, but I think it's aided by, I think the internet, and I'm not blaming the internet, but I think when we think about what technology has done and the way it's brought people together and separated them and the way business has grown and inflated, money, I think, has inflated way more than it did, you know, 100 years ago. Okay. There have always been different things of value. Like, you, you go back to, like, the East India Trading Company and, like, spices were worth so much back then. And yes. So you have things like, you have, like, wide, like, gaps in value of products and services and work. I wonder if that's larger now because the internet has allowed people, a child, 12 years old, to make millions of dollars by becoming an influencer or whatever you want to call them, things like that, versus someone who's worked 50 years and can barely, you know, make their house payment. I think the internet has affected that a lot more. Not that we devalue work, but that the gap in sort of value and how much, you know, people pay and buy things for has grown because of this thing that has happened, both for better or for worse. Do you think... Um, I think that's a good point. Do you do you think that like nationalistic pride has anything to do with it? That we are oh yeah so far removed from like the last world war, mm-hmm. um, and like that labor was valued because it was people who like fought to defend the whether you'd believe it or not, but like <laughs> you know like yes. freedom and yeah. the sanctity of people, and like mm-hmm. they they felt like there was value and like. Like, we have to treat these people well because, like, they just, you know, defeated the Nazis and they're coming home. Like, these are our boys and, like, we're going to take care of them and, like, we're going to get them homes because, like, they they defeated the evil and freed the Jews from the, you know, the Pyramid Kings or... Yeah, (laughs) yeah. exactly. uh, But is that... And, like, I don't know that there's necessarily the same... I mean, these days it feels like there's there's none at all. But, like, uh, people... In our country, at least. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of got to keep it in here. Yeah, we'll keep it in here. Um, people, there there was a lot of pride in being an American. Yes, And doing sure. things in America. Yes. American made. And like, yes. And as like that stuff all shifted outside of America, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like the, the value of labor 
started to change because a lot of things became yes. not even made here. Correct. Um, I think that's part of it. And like the stuff that is made here mm-hmm. feels like it's not as good and it costs more. Depends on who you ask, though, because, you know, depending on what I would argue, how maybe perhaps patriotic someone is will depend on their feelings about that. Yeah. As you and I both have heard. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we live in Texas. Now, exactly. So. I mean, although yeah. Texas is weird in that Texas Texans love Texas more than they love America. Oh, absolutely. It's like Texas, then America. Yes. Like if if something was like Texan built. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Or just American built. They're going Mm. Texas built like seven days a week, twice on Sunday. Yeah. They um, the Texans love Texas and being Texans. Their statehood is strong. Yeah. I've never seen something like it. No. Even in New York. Like like there's like the New York strong and like (laughs) all like whatever. Built for tough. New York. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I I don't think New Yorkers are as proud of being New Yorkers oh, as no. Texans are of being Texans. I think Texans. I've not lived many places. I think they would win that war, that battle, any day. Yeah, I don't think there's any other state like very, that. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to like become a part of because you're like, wow, yes. yeah, these people are like, yeah, they would probably fight for this state. Like if it's oh, like yes yeah there's there's something special that happens here whether you believe in their value system that gets them there or not yeah. but there is certainly something about being a Texan yes um, that makes people I mean like you go to the store and we have like like Texas tough Ziploc bags yes like, like everything is yes like the Texas stars on our yes it's, it's it's wild to it me. is wild yeah because branding like, is strong yeah, yeah so the brand, like i know what the texas flag looks like because it's everywhere yes i have no idea what the new york state flag looks like i think no it's one blue knows. maybe with maybe. like a symbol th- guy in the middle sure, yeah something like that i don't know yeah but <laughs> but it <laughs> sure as hell ain't <laughs> texas no um but yeah so nationalistic pride yes maybe maybe a contributor it definitely is, but and I think too, just with the way the world economics work. So you know, you offload that labor to somewhere else. It's cheaper. That's why we did. You know, that makes sense. There's a lot of reasons, but that's one of them. I think also when you remove yourself from the work, it does. It can devalue or seem to does lose it make that anybody value. curious, like when it's cheaper. Yes, because it is. Yes, obviously. Like, doesn't that raise some sort of red flag? When it it's should that much cheaper sometimes. <laughs> like when you, okay, when you've removed like currency exchanges, things like that. If it is that much cheaper, then you should ask questions. Yeah. Before we, then, we no. probably. I, I mean, we probably as a country asked the questions, but we Absolutely. were okay with the answer for sure. Yeah. 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 But then also, it's connected to this idea that, like you said before, even though some people have very strong nationalism, a lot of people don't believe things are better made here, and so like part of that is that it's like it's not that's not why we do it, but it does connect to that. Yes. You know. Yeah, but you, rather than like invest in finding a way to make it better here. Yeah. We just were okay with it not being as good here just, and being and like and getting it cheaper there. So back to your <clears throat> back to your, you know, company entitlement. Like it's just more expensive here. I don't think I don't know of anything that's cheaper. That's because here like our our living standards are way higher. Absolutely. Than most other places in the world. I would agree with that. Yeah. And because companies care about the bottom line. They're going to outsource that. Yes. Unsurprised. So is there ever a point where a company should have more than one bottom line? Is the problem the bottom line? That there that, that that it is a bottom line? 
Maybe. I think so. It maybe they should have more than one. Because like line. even like like the the company that you work for, yes. the who who is virtuous when it comes to companies. Yeah, I, certainly give them that. At least to the um, perception. Yeah, they do always get to a point. Yeah, where they will discuss the bottom line. Oh, absolutely. Like at some point, the yeah. bottom line takes over. Yes, like they are virtuous. Tell they're not anymore. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I would, so I think we, and not for this company, but let's take a small company. Yeah, let's, you take, know. A, let's take a scale uh, it I down. Mean, yeah, whatever. You know, let's say I'm opening a restaurant, things like that. I know right now I, I don't own a restaurant, but I do know once I do, um, because you employ, let's say you employ 20 people. Sure. I, for me, I'm going to care about those people. So I do, I want to do right by them. But I also know in order to keep a company running, mm-hmm. even if it's one restaurant, sure. you do have to think long term and you have to be smart with your choices. <clears throat> so in this case, the bottom line is money. So if you only bring in so much money at a time, you may only be able to pay them you know, X amount. It may not be as much as you'd want to because of your values. So my values, yeah, I want to pay someone for the work they're doing and I want, you know, they deserve that. I believe that personally. So if I were running the company I work for now, I think it would look different, but you know. But for a restaurant, you know, every penny counts, you know, sure. especially in a industry like the food industry. So I can't blame a large, I won't, I won't blame a large company for looking at the bottom line because when you scale that down, even or you scale it up, like that can make or break a company. But like, I, I mean, to that argument, I wouldn't expect a poor person to be as altruistic as a wealthy person because it's percentages of like uh, expendable money that they that they can like a poor person who only makes forty thousand dollars a year yeah can't donate a hundred thousand dollars because that would make them negative sixty thousand dollars but a large company that makes ten billion dollars when they donate a hundred thousand dollars what their cost is to that person's ten dollars is way different if it's scaled but that rich person is no different than the poor person they just have more money yes but the thing that we're transacting with is the thing that they have well yes because money is not well, yeah. just money money has True. money has power and influence power. yes yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah so so money is not just money is only money when you don't have money because yes. then, then it's only exactly. a tool to yes. like continue your survival. Absolutely. When you have a fuck ton of money, money means lots of things. Because essentially, uh, when you have more money, mm-hmm. then you have financial responsibilities. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have freedom. Absolutely. And those freedoms yes. uh, become greater and greater and greater and greater and greater the more yeah. money that you have. For example... At least as we define it, yeah. Yes. So let's say um, Matthew yes. is uh, driving Nightshade, yep. his super fancy sports car. It's just a Toyota Corolla in all his black. Toyota it's Cor- not that his, fancy. Exactly. So Mark has the Tesla for the record here, as you all know. <laughs> yes, but it sounds like Matthew could go buy a Tesla. So anyway, I digress. So Matthew is in Nightshade. Money management. We'll come back to that. And Matthew decides he's going to go 110 miles an hour on the highway. Yeah. And a police officer pulls Matthew over 112 miles per hour in Texas is is where you would get arrested versus fine. You're only at 110. Yeah. So you get a fine. Fine's a lot of money. $1,100. Yep. Damn. It's a lot of money. Damn. That's a lot of money. Right. That's That's what you would say. Now, if you're rich. Yeah. 
and you get pulled over doing 110 miles an hour, even yeah. though it is very dangerous and mm-hmm. you're in your very fancy car. Yes. $1,000 doesn't mean anything to you, Obviously. which means that law means nothing to you outside of the inconvenience of being pulled over. For sure. Yes. 100%. So like all of a sudden you have the freedom to go 110, whereas Matthew can only go 60 because if he goes over that he has to pay a penalty and he can't afford the penalty whereas somebody else can have enough money that the penalty doesn't even affect them so that means there is no penalty there is a penalty i would argue i'm not trying to go 110 miles so whether i have a million dollars or a hundred dollars in the bank that my my goal is not to go 110 miles would it be fun but what if what if your goal was what if you and the rich person had the same goal for you, that person has the freedom to do without. That's breaking the law, though. I don't know if this is a good example because either way, no, no, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. You're, but you're not. You're only breaking a law where the penalty is money, and if money doesn't have any uh, any like impact to you because you have so much of it, then are you breaking anything? You are. It's still you're still break. The penalty is still being broken. Objectively, but, but there's Absolutely. no penalty. No, the pe- but penalty is relative. <clears throat> no, no, no. The penalty is the part that that deters you from doing it. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, theoretically, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it does. So, for so, a lot of people, but then. but if you could get a thousand tickets, yeah, for a thousand dollars, yeah, and it has no effect on you, yeah, because you have so much money, then the law may as well not exist. If you make this much money, are you arguing that rich people should be have higher ticket, you know, costs and should be penalized because they have more money? Well, no. What I would say is like you if saying? you're gonna have uh, like uh, speeding laws, yes, you can make the punishment not be a fine because a fine doesn't affect someone who has money. So really, no fine should be or no law or anything like that should be money based. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, no. I would okay. say. Um, yeah, Let's talk sure, about that. Sure. Uh, this is an interesting argument. <laughs> it is. Um, I, I think to the degree that it becomes harmful to um, the like uh, the society in which you live. Okay, so what would be an example of a money-based... So I'd say 110 attitude. miles per hour yeah. is really dangerous. Obviously. 80 is less dangerous if your yeah. speed limit's 70. Okay. If the government says you can go 70, yeah. and you're going 80, yeah. you're going 10 miles per hour. Yeah. To me, probably pretty equal amount of danger involved in those two things so if the if money is a fine mm-hmm. then that's fine but 110 could be way <clears> more <throat> catastrophic than a, a money fine for someone who has a lot of money is not a penalty but i mean like 70 miles could kill someone 40 miles could kill someone sure but at 110 i mean you kill someone too well a lot easier right like the, the okay uh, but that's right re- but there, <laughs> that's relative. Well, well no it's, it's exponential right there is a there's kind a, of if, you're, it, if, you, if there's one person crossing the road, whether you go 40 miles or 110, no, it's I like mean, like dead. if you're hitting another car, right? You're well, on the yeah. highway, you're doing 70. Right? Yeah, I just think that's if the speed limit very is 70 relative. and you go 80, I would be okay with with a mon with a monetary fine. But if why? You, why would I be why okay? that? Yeah. Well, because the, the amount of like the inherent risk from 10 miles per hour isn't great enough where I would want everybody to go to jail. 
is the, but at 110, you your risk of being in something that is lethal to another person goes up substantially. Then you should go to jail. You shouldn't just get a fine because if you can just get a fine and you have a lot of money, then you're then you can always put all of those people at risk. A lot of that's relative, though. I mean, there's it depends on if we're on a highway, we're on a side road. Yeah, we're talking. This is a highway example. But also, the other car you hit is probably going. A 70 or 80 miles too so there's physics involved in what the actual danger is i'm sure there's some mathematical equations oh, we yeah, could run here there's but lots of yes. testing and results and they <laughs> they know they know uh, the the you know the speed at which you can go into where like you dying becomes yes. a way higher percentage for sure yeah right <clears throat> so if yes. the government does all this and they say 70 is good thumbs up mark go ahead legally go 70 yes illegally go 80 yeah and get a 500 fine yeah or a thousand dollar fine for going a hundred and fucking ten. Yes. <laughs> then yeah, I think that there that's probably a problem. There's there is a threshold where like, you know, the yeah. amount of danger that like you can incur, um you're you shouldn't just be free to pay a fine. It's like it's like when um a sports league yeah. uh tells a professional athlete because like they got caught smoking weed, they had to pay a ten thousand dollar fine. Yeah. Well, if they get paid thirty million dollars a year. Yeah. It's not really a deterrent. So I'm smoking. <laughs> you know, like and they're like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> but like, but how do you? But that's so relative, though. How you? Well, it's it's relative life. to the people who have money, right? And how no, much money no, it's have. relative to the people breaking the law. Because be, people don't break the law, and they have a lot of money. Probably relative to the people who decided to make the law and what threshold they decided. Yeah, to make. I have no idea. But yes, I think so. I'm saying sometimes a fine is okay, yeah. depending on how much uh, injury or harm can be caused, right? Versus something else, because you can have something where a wealthy person mm-hmm. could put other people's lives to their own lives in yeah. serious danger and get away with it yes. with a fine that doesn't affect them it's so true. there's no deterrent to them doing that as often as they want yeah whereas matthew may decide to go 110 but if the first time he gets pulled over and he has to pay a grand it's probably the last time he's gonna go 110 correct yes absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's what i would say we love that <laughs> back to the poor person the rich person yeah no and some states have some really weird rules we all know that there's some weird laws sure. yeah some yeah, crazy yeah, stuff yeah, out there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> some very archaic ones also <laughs> absolutely say that for another episode <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Or some new ones that are <laughs> it's also true. very special. I just don't think the fact that you have a lot of money, you should be penalized or be be treated differently for that fact alone. But what if you think that because you have a lot of money, you're entitled to do more That's things? different. I don't believe that's an okay mindset, but I don't get to regulate that mindset. No. That's why there are laws in government. <laughs> well, yes, but it's not wrong that they have a lot of money. And what they no, choose not, to do that no, no. with the money is, well, you well, know. Except if what they're okay spending that money on is things that put other people's lives at risk. Well, and they obviously, could do so yes. without penalty because the money doesn't isn't a penalty because it's never substantial enough. No, no, no. If, I got, if every time I got pulled over, I had to pay a $1 fine for going 110 I wouldn't care if the lights were blinking or if I got like if that. Yeah. Imagine your interaction with a police officer. If every time you went 110 and you got pulled over, the police officer was like, "Sir, do you know how fast you're going?" And you're like, "Yes, 110." Obviously. And don't call me sir. And then he said, "Okay, well, I have to write you a ticket." And you went, "How much will that ticket be, police officer?" And he goes, "One dollar." You go, "Okay." 
<laughs> why, so, like, can't you guys just like catch it on camera and mail it to me? Why do I even need to be pulled over for this? I just, I don't think a lot of rich people are being pulled over for speeding all the time, to be fair. This example, I think, is very a niche, like, a very relatively small percentage. Well, I actually watched like a documentary that was like, uh, it was produced by two like wealthy young men. We love that. And they talked about this as an example. Where they that. thought that it was like an unfair advantage. They're like, fines don't mean anything to us. That's fair. But there's a lot of unfair but, advantages. But, like, but that fair. works the same way with a corporation, right? Oh, yeah. If you're a small business yeah. and you have a restaurant yeah. and you have issues or you're yes. not taking care of the, your like, the your rats that are, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. all that shit. And then your business has to close. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, of course. If you're Chick-fil-A yeah. and you have to close down three restaurants because of it. Nobody, you pay some fines. Yeah, you you're good your to thing, go. Yeah. You're good to yeah. go. Yeah. No penalty. Yeah. To them, they don't even give a fuck. Well, that's the but free market big for deal. you. Is it? it? It is. I mean, at least in America's form of free market, which is, you know, still regulated. But what obviously. if the what if the penalty to Chick-fil-A, if they mm-hmm. have, you know, if you're if the regulation said if you have 10 or more of your establishments where you're fine, this the penalty is way larger. It's not a fine. But then you're, but then you're finding the company essentially for being successful. Well, no, you're. Fine. You, I mean, you are because if you're basing on the quantity and how much they're making or whatever or how many like locations they have, yeah, but that's su- uh, that's success. Well, in the well, no, you're being penalized greater because your influence on society and the amount of people that you can affect is also much greater. Well, that's how you see it. But if I'm yes. Chick Fil A, I would see it that I'm being penalized for being successful. Sure. So that to me, so I would fight that if I were Chick Fil A. Be like, no, that's terrible. I would wait. So you use think, my lawyers you think to fight that, that. You think that policy should not treat a small business differently than it does a large corporation? I think it gets very dangerous when you base policy on what I would define as a success of a company. So whether that's money or if it's like Chick-fil-A, the locations, the number of locations they had, because the way that's perceived Mm -hmm. is that because you're quote unquote bigger, you owe more. No, 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 no. You're not, but you are though. You're not quote unquote bigger. You are actually bigger. But it depends on how we're (laughs) defining bigger. If we mean money, if we mean profit margins, like all that's What part of them is the same size? Well, it's all relative. Uh, If if every part of the scale, they are bigger, then then they're bigger. They can be, yes, exactly, yes. But I just, I do think it's dangerous to build policy around that because that does seem to penalize them greater for the larger they are. And you don't think that they should be just because they're successful? No, because I think that attaches a dangerous precedent for success, is that you be more successful, you're also in danger of losing more. But that's how the government taxes us. Tax uh, tax brackets continue to go up in percentage the more money that you The government government taxing us, though, is not real, is not the free market, though. If that's what we're arguing, like they choose to do what they want to. Sure, but like yeah. we 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 know we don't live in an entirely free market. Oh, of course we're, not. We're regulated very much. So, so yeah. So so is regu- Wouldn't we want to regulate to protect a small business over a wealthy, successful, large business? I don't. I wouldn't. Not okay. no. Not not in not ideologically. No. Okay. Because if I do believe in a free market, and I don't do you know think if I would say I would, but do you think that there is a point in where like you become so successful? Um, that, um, there is, uh, 
momentum to your success. Oh, I think that's very real. And I think a lot of companies and even individuals mm. in the current era are proof of that. Okay. Absolutely. And you don't think that any regulation for that momentum is important? Um, because then they're not subject to the same amount of um, consequence as a smaller business. So why? So, which I think raises a good yeah. question. So you, if you are successful mm -hmm. and you are bigger, yeah, why do you get to benefit from smaller amounts of cir uh, of consequence? Because if the consequence, if the penalty, yeah, but if the penalty, if the you get to benefit. At mm -hmm. the same amount as a small business. Of course. But the penalties, if they're only written for any size business, mm -hmm. then would be way smaller relative to your success unless they were scaled to the size of the business or scaled to the size of its success. But I don't want to be afraid of being successful. But you wouldn't be. Why, but why, I would be. Why? If, if, for example, yeah, I was being regulated... Example. In a scaled world, mm -hmm. like you were saying. So in the case of the speeding, we'll jump back to that. <clears throat> if I were rich and I went 110 miles per hour and the speeding ticket was $500,000, mm -hmm. then yeah, I'm a lot less likely to do it than if it's $1,000, if that's what I'm into. Like if I wanted to speed all yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I don't think that's fair. That term fair is very relative. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anyone, I don't think that should be how it's decided. So, you know, if a large company, you know, is a lot more successful and they're being penalized at a higher rate or percentage mm -hmm. um, that they could lose maybe half their stuff instead of like 2% of, you know, 10% of the stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't see fairness in that. So how would you, how would you find fairness if we just use the speeding car example? I would regulate everyone to the same penalty price wise, because in my mind, justice and fairness in the law not to be cliche, is blind. So I don't care who's speeding. Mm -hmm. I charge the same person because I don't think I get to decide how much I charge based on someone's status. So if I'm a police officer, I don't think, even though they don't get to decide, I wouldn't want to give anyone that power to say, hey, oh yeah, you make you know a million dollars, so you should be fined 100% of what someone who makes 20 thousand dollars is made i don't think that's okay i don't think that's fair not that anything is truly fair or not because that's relative but that i don't think that's fair but why do you think it's fair on the opposite end of that spectrum oh i don't i'm not saying it is fair i'm just saying my belief from the so, perspective no, of saying, making how, would the you, law. how would you make it fair oh no no i would make it fair by again choosing one thing and keeping everyone to but, that yeah but the one thing and keeping everything to that penalizes the the less uh, the less richer wealthy person way more than it penalizes. So it's well, that's relative. Right. What is way more though? You can't. That's hard to quantify. Well, yes. So that's my point. Is like who gets to decide that? Well, I'm just saying, like five hundred dollars to us has way more influence on our day to day lives than it would somebody who's worth five hundred million. Okay, so let's say that we put your scaled penalization in place. <laughs> do you do I have to carry around like my you know average you know yearly income to then say to the police officer, hey, when I pulled over, I make two million dollars. Do they have that information? I don't want them having that information. Sure. Like, how would you? How would that be executed in in a real world example? Well, I don't know. Maybe you do. Uh, maybe it's not money. Maybe money isn't the way that you harm people or that you take away from them. Maybe there are other means to. What would you do? Oh, I don't know. We that's why we have like a like a points on your license. Thing. You could revoke somebody's license. But again, how do you decide that? How are you finding that information? Oh, 
What, like so how many points somebody has on their license? No, like this person, I'm going to penalize them more because they have more. No, 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 no. If, if a fair scale is you get points for the amount of danger, then the penalty for driving with like a revoked license would be the same for you as it was for me. So maybe if you got, maybe if you got a thousand moving violations okay. for going 110. Yeah. But after your 10th one, your license was revoked, and on your 11th one, you were thrown in jail the same way it would be for a poor person, I'm okay with that. Okay, so you just want to change the penalties. Yeah. Make them not money-based. If you make them not money-based, okay. exactly. I can get behind that. I'm not mad about yeah, that. Well, well, if money is the thing that buys you freedom, I want to remove that as the thing that would separate punishment and consequence from okay. people. Okay, that makes sense. But then how do, what do you how do, you do that for companies? I guess we got to give them a point system. I, Which I don't know. N- would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to internationally, and that would be a cluster. You wouldn't like, that would just, you know, fall apart. So well, money's the, money's well, the greatest think, denominator. Think, well, except I, I think like we, uh, there are certainly things that we can agree to. And that yes. is um, tax codes are written to benefit corporations. Of course, yeah. Plus, if you're a corporation and you have access and you and you have hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars at your disposal, or or very good attorneys and accountants at your disposal, you can find ways to maneuver money through a system where you pay less tax than absolutely than you're supposed to pay. Yeah. Well, that is part of a problem that like we have that we've enacted policies that allow corporations to circumvent a system. Let's pause for a second. I don't. I think you would be. Hard pressed, uh-huh. hard pressed to find any company, small, medium, large, extra large, who is actively trying to pay the taxes they should pay. Yes. Every company, because they're profit based, unless they're nonprofit, but even then sometimes, yeah. they're always trying to find ways to pay less taxes. Absolutely. So, like, I don't think you're ever going to well, no, fix that problem. Well, I don't begrudge them for doing that. We love that. So, but it, it, when we were talking about fairness, yeah. Then, if we didn't have policies that allowed any business to circumvent a system, then a larger companies that are very successful would pay yes. their share because they wouldn't have a way to like obfuscate themselves from doing so. What you're asking or presenting is nearly impossible, especially on a global scale, because there's not. Oh one no, that's all. I'm talking. About, I'm, we're just talking here. Okay. Well, but but because any U.S. Company essentially is an international company at this point. I mean, sure. as long as if they sell or import export overseas, yes, that like they're immediately like an you know international company. And at that point, you play by the world every other country's rules, which is why there are companies that have bases in Ireland and in other countries to be able to take advantage of the world quote unquote tax system, if you will. <laughs> yes. Sure. <laughs> that doesn't mean that there's that there is there are no mechanisms and no ways possible oh. to to get more from businesses. But how are you? But because but uh, well, the, the argument that? the <laughs> argument is that the the wealthier you are and the more resources you have, the better yes. chance you have of avoiding yes, hundred percent paying things that yes. like even uh, yeah. an owner of a small restaurant yes. would because you know they have to hire you know Kelly from H&R Block to go through their taxes because their Kelly. taxes accountant budget is $1,000 yeah. and not infinity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. But Kelly's a great worker. We yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely. sure Kelly is the greatest H&R Block accountant that ever existed. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. 
she's still or they are still not yeah. <laughs> not as good as um you know uh you know McDonald's in-house you know Harvard Business School accounting department of a thousand yes. that has looked and read through every single yes. line of tax code and knows how to maneuver money absolutely to avoid that business from paying not only that um Kel- <laughs> uh, kelly no matthew yes with his small business yeah um doesn't have funding to lobby politicians to create no absolutely that helps not them yes. to avoid paying taxes right absolutely so so the more money that you have the more freedoms that you can buy yeah absolutely and that's not fair so even if you have small businesses that do things yes to avoid paying taxes yeah like any other business yes their resources to do so are still far less of course than a very large business. yes yeah for sure yeah unless matthew has a politician in his pocket and we didn't know absolutely well i mean i'm networked well so that's all you need <laughs> but here's the reality you're not gonna be able to change the government to not do that the reality is lobbyists will always be a thing in some form or fashion. And it's like, the, like you're never going to be able to actually like change the government to do that, I don't think, to be fair. I might be wrong on that, but the government is made up of people. Okay. And people want to make money always. 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 The, the politicians, the lobbyists, everyone is. <laughs> like, so no one is, no one is not not guided by that principle so to speak i would say even if they say they aren't so you know i i think it is impossible to near impossible to do that uh i don't i don't know that it's like how I, well that? no i i think you're i don't think affecting change not perfection is impossible I don't Correct. think that you Fair. Could, that we couldn't do more oh, now course. i also believe that there's some arguments mm-hmm that are true and that is yeah who do i want to have the resources i mean elon musk and jeff bezos are trying to go fucking interstellar i love that. with the money yeah i want to go now if you took also. their tax money yeah say you want to say i don't know i don't even know what they avoid or what they do no one but knows. let's say that trickled down to us and yeah. each American citizen, because every corporation got even $10,000. Yes. Let's just say somehow that is what happened. Love that. Yeah. Um, like, I would buy a fucking... T- I would give it right back to them. That's basically Absolutely. What, what would happen. Yes. I would, I'm a consumer. I would yeah. end up just buying shit. Yes. So is the, is the money better off in the hands of people who know how to build very large-scale successful enterprises or is it better in the hands of people who are just struggling to survive i don't american think I, style survive by the way not, lol yes not global survive yes i don't think anyone can answer that question yeah but i i think it's worth asking yeah i would agree it is worth asking the as ceo l- of of whole foods brought it up on a podcast that i was that i, I was that. listening to and he's like wouldn't you want me to have more money like i know how to do something that's really good for the world um and i have i have proven that i could do it so like yes every person could have a little more money or you could allow people who know how to use money to be successful and do amazing things have more resources in order to do it not only is that tad egotistical obviously yeah well it was very egotistical (laughs) i'm just not saying that it's false it's also just like i don't but i think it's a pointless argument though because like you could run that scenario a million 
an infinity number of ways and you always get different results. Well, sure. If you give it to Boeing, you're fucked. Because like that, I feel like Boeing is bankrupt every time the economy is a little bad. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, making planes isn't cheap. Let's, you know, let that to be fair. Like, yeah. you know, it's a lot. And well, also uh, spaceships and whatever else. Can we just like make them then? Like, can you just have the government make, like, do we have to keep no, Oh God, no. Boeing? No, I don't think you want the government making anything. We see how uh, it but takes... They're, they're basically a government run enterprise right but at least they could do things faster than the government maybe i don't know the last like big plane that that was like the 737 max mm-hmm. and that was an epic failure i just don't think you've ever <laughs> seen the government make anything except for maybe money <laughs> which we're really good yeah, at yeah we're very but that's good. the only but that's because they don't have to do anything you press play oh, they're very yes good we can make inflation <laughs> also those things run themselves basically though yes. i just would never trust the government to make anything no, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I mean, we see what they did with healthcare. We see what they've done with Well, with well I mean, like, you know. although the government... I don't the think DMP. It was, we'll I don't think it was that. always that way, though. Because the government, yeah. right? a government-run agency, hear yeah. me out, did put people on the moon in the 60s. But the government's done a lot of things. Well, like that's a pretty impressive accomplishment. I maybe I don't, I wasn't there, so I don't know. We're good you know. at war. We don't even know if we went to the moon too. Just for the record, we have. Yeah, that's true. We, we know that's yeah. not hundred percent agreed upon. Not that I agree with that, yeah. but you know, my only issue with not agreeing to it happening. Yeah, because like I've I've read a book about how it didn't happen. I'm not surprised. Mark loves <laughs> no, no. conspiracies. I love loves cons- I love conspiracies. Really, really love Such conspiracies. Such a waste of time. Yes. Yeah, I, I love waste of time. Though you live with us, you should know I love epic waste of time. It's true. Yes. Uh, the only part that makes me like sad to not believe that yeah. that we landed on the moon is that there is a possibility, mm-hmm. even if you're a strong disbeliever. Yes. I would say there's at least a twenty percent chance. Mm-hmm. That people actually risked their lives and went and did this. Yeah. And then I'm like disrespecting them, basically offering their lives to a a very great accomplishment. Yeah. Because I'm a conspiracy theorist. Absolutely. (laughs) That's that's the only thing I would say, like to myself, Mm -hmm. when I get like very conspiracy theory, did we land on the moon kind of thing? I go, yeah, well. If we did, though, mm-hmm. and these people were like, sure, I'll go to the fucking moon in 1968 yeah. on a rocket ship. Why not? Missile thing. I love that. And then and come back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the moon. Yes. I'm going to land on the moon. Obviously. I'm going to play catch on the moon. I'm going to put an American yeah. flag on the moon. Obviously. And then I'm going to come back somehow. Yeah. Land safely. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do it a few more times. Well, why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, why not? You know, space taxi at yeah. that point. I love that. Um, if they actually did that. Mm-hmm. And then I go, no, you didn't. Yeah. It's kind of a dick move. It's like, a dick no, move. No, no, yeah. no, I really, really did. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure you did. Exactly. Captain Astronaut over here. Exactly. How come we haven't been back in 40 years then? Yeah. And they're like, well, Bob. nobody cares. Well, I'm like, well, I would care. I would love to see us get back to the moon. That would be Same. very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like we're going back to war. We we went back to a pandemic. We may yeah. as well go back to the moon. I mean, yeah. I want us to go somewhere else. I mean, the moon's great and all. I think it's a little overplayed at this point. You know, we need 
to go to Mars. We need but wouldn't you Pluto. like to see like just just if they just went one time, if one country went one time and I could watch it on TV? No, I would not like to see that, Marcus. I would <laughs> like to see us get out of this galaxy. What are we still doing trying to go to the moon? It's 2022. Well, if we can build things on the moon, maybe that'll help us get to the next galaxy. 62 years later. This is no offense to anyone at all. I love that we went to the moon in the first place. We did go there. We have rovers on Mars. Why aren't we on Mars? Why aren't we on Pluto? Well, we know why we're not on Mars. I don't know why. Do you want to know why? No. There's I, a real a real good reason. There's not a good reason, but go for it. We can't get people back. Yeah, we could. But we can't. If we put enough money into the science, technology, and R&D on this, I guarantee we do it. Elon Musk has the money. He just needs to let fund me, it. We absolutely could. Elon. Please tell me something about Elon. If Elon could get to the moon and back today... We would be doing it because my boy doesn't care about taking. Here's chances. the thing: I just don't think he's found the right people, maybe to employ to do that. Because I guarantee the technology has to be there. Like we ha- maybe we haven't discovered it yet, but it's there. I know it is. I, I think if we need, so the Earth is going to end. Maybe we don't actually no, no, know no, no, any no, of saying, that. In, in a fake scenario. In a fake scenario, the world is also <laughs> flat in the scenario. Yes, the flat world is going to. Yes. End. Um, it's a pancake, and somebody's going to eat it. Yeah, you could we fall just, off. We just found that. <laughs> is it a giant turtle? Yeah. And, um, and we needed to get to Mars to yes, survive. Yes, absolutely. What are the odds of us getting there tomorrow? Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> I don't... We could get there. I think the odds are maybe... Who knows? One in a million. I'm making it like up Like we have six months to but, get to Mars. But then, but then we have to figure out how to live there. Like that's a different situation. Could we get there? Probably. It might take six months to get there, but we could how get there. How many people do you think could get to... We could get to the moon? I'd say maybe a couple thousand. Like a Noah's Ark situation. A couple of thousand. Maybe. Maybe more. Just enough to repopulate Mars. we have Mars. enough fuel? Um, maybe. Well, but but fuel. So we wouldn't use gas. Obviously, we would. You know, what would we, discover what, another what, what way to do this. I don't know. I'm saying six months. Whatever Matthew. nuclear energy that they use in Star Trek, like we could figure this out. You think we could? You think? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if we can dream it up, Marcus, we can make it happen. Maybe like a thousand years, though. No. Why months. a thousand years? Okay, but the exponential rate to which technology and science is evolving mm-hmm. would not take a thousand years. So why do you why so. do you think we don't have that technology now? I don't know. Maybe enough people aren't working on it. You know, it's like what we were talking about earlier about the whole idea of influences and like each person has so many influences in their decisions, things like that. I think a lot of the problem sometimes is that we're just not reaching out to the right resources to accomplish that. What if bringing those people together? What if it wasn't that? And yeah. What if it wasn't like a resource problem? Yeah. Maybe. What if it was? the people who are responsible for energy now yeah really don't want us to have that energy we just now. we just take them out like the saudi arabian princes maybe if that's <laughs> what we need to do yeah because i think a lot of time ego pride these things all get in the way of of you know like i'm pretty sure we had like we really didn't have electric cars up until this point is because like there is so like just like we don't utilize wind and solar the right. reason we don't have nuclear reactors yeah. really in the united states yeah is because of oil companies absolutely no 100 percent agreed on that absolutely if people yeah. just get out of the goddamn way we would definitely have a lot more than we do now yes. i believe yeah that. yeah i think 100%. if you're if you're an oil if you're a person who is incredibly powerful and wealthy yes. because of oil even yes. if you know oil is a very finite resource yes 
Not in your lifetime. No. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So you want to have all the money, power, and influence. Obviously. While you're alive. 100%. Because yeah. you can only live like maybe 100 years. And of that, like maybe if you're lucky, maybe. 90 of them you'll enjoy. Yeah. Maybe 90 of them you'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like look at the queen. The queen yeah. of England. That lady doesn't look like she's enjoying life anymore. I think she is. You have she to. She doesn't even live in Buckingham Palace anymore. Would you want to live in a palace How come though? That lady hasn't That's been too ca- big. How come she hasn't been canceled yet? How come, like... Because she's so sweet. You just want to sit down and have tea with her and crumpets. Yeah, Why wouldn't like, you want to? I don't, I don't know. She's part of, like, a lineage of, like, imperialism. That's not <laughs> her fault. She didn't get to choose what family she was born into. I guess. I guess I, 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 you can't say that that doesn't... That it's not her fault. Because lots of Americans would be like, there's lots of things that are not my fault that I'm Correct. being blamed for today. It's true. So why does a queen get a pass? Because she's old? I think she's just a figurehead, you know, at this point. Oh, yeah. I don't think... I mean, well, she has money, so she obviously has influence. And we love yeah. her grandchildren. That's a big deal. Every Absolutely. Time I can't imagine she has that much money, actually, though. I mean, maybe she does. Not, like, liquid assets, though. No, but I, like I don't think that there's gold. a thing, like, if she wanted it tomorrow, she couldn't get. Maybe, yeah. But she's also really old, so she probably doesn't want a lot of things. Well, that's yeah, it's probably really yeah. easy to, like, have her around. Yeah. She's like, what do you so, want? She's like, no, I just want to stay in my little house. Yeah. It'll be good. Not even the palace anymore. She lives no. in a separate, special COVID house. I don't think I'd live in the palace. That's too big. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. Well, not if I was 100. No, but even if I were, like, 50. I don't know. I feel know. like it would be too, like, old and antiquated. Correct. I wouldn't yes. enjoy it at all. I would want, How come we don't have, like, a... Like a modern castle. Well, because like then it wouldn't be a castle; it would just be a modern house. I mean, those are everywhere. We see those. Yeah, but I want one to like be built like a fortress. Okay, do I have? They have yes. a, like does Bill Gates have one? Probably not. With like drones flying everywhere and <laughs> super sensors and maybe, maybe Elon probably does. Well, probably no, Jeff doesn't does. he have like a tiny house? I have no idea. <laughs> I think that's his thing. <laughs> He's in the tiny house. I mean, he just had a baby through a surrogate. I love that. Him and Grimes. I mean, it's 2022. You know, we support that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if you have the money, well, I hope they paid the surrogate well. Well, I, I, I assume there was a contraction. It was probably a lot of money. It's like contracts, like all that stuff. How much money do you think a surrogate goes for these days? Well, if I've seen, Elon. I've seen, what is it? Baby Mama. Great movie. Um, with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I think, I want to say it's probably what, like 20 to 40,000. But so probably for someone like them, it's probably like 50 to 100, depending on, they probably like had to like check he's the a, genes out, the DNA. He's at any given day, the most, the wealthiest human being alive. I love that for him. And he's only paying 50 to 100 as opposed to 20 to 40. This is what I'm talking about. You don't think he should pay more because he's rich. And I'm saying this motherfucker should be paying this person 10 billion dollars why because they are giving life to his genetic code so that way grimes doesn't this have is to ridiculous. mess her body up further absolutely this is ridiculous absolutely not no. there should be an auction actually like goes for, to the highest bid for someone's human body no no no, no, no. that's so, problematic no, no i mean like if it's like you should be able to have people like a bidding war so that auctioning way off to, your body so that way they have to pay the free market price for the womb marcus th- there's a very ethical <laughs> considerations to go into this you cannot auction off someone's womb no no they want to auction off their womb yes correct you still cannot do that because there are a lot of people that would give up organs for money that that becomes very problematic would you give up an organ for money no i mean if someone needed i would give it to them what if like i said for one million dollars i just want your one kidney no I mean, would I actually do that? I would consider it for sure. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, same. But here. it definitely can't be legal. What about like a that can't be What legal. about like a part of the liver? 
No, that can't. None of this can be legal. We're not. What I do, it I might. So oh yeah, I'm not, that we're, oh, yeah. But we're above, right? It's a fine. They'll pay the fine. No, I, MBD. Well, yeah, I maybe, but I don't know because I don't really know the human body well enough to know which organs I should be giving up or not giving up. So I'd have to do some research. Well, I mean, like you have two kidneys, so you could volunteer one. But why do I have two kidneys? I couldn't tell you why I do, but I feel like there's a reason I do. Well, I mean, it's good to have a savings account. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, then, you ha- then you're living <laughs> off of your checking for the rest of your life. I'd much rather try to like make a million dollars starting a business than like. What would be the number, though? There would have to be a kidney number. I don't know if there like, is. Like, if you went to the doctor, you got all yeah. the tests, and they're like, dude, yeah. you'll, you'll live perfectly healthy with one kidney. No big deal for you. Maybe at you least like check. five million, maybe 10 million. I think I would do it, but it would have to be a number where I didn't have to like work anymore. So what would that be for you? Give me a number. Ta- after taxes or pre-tax? After tax, obviously. After tax? Probably 20. Okay. I think 20 is like yeah. a legit never have to go to work, live a very comfortable life for the rest of my life. Okay. Like still buy something. Like, yeah. like I'm I'm in a good place at $20 million. I can get behind Like none. liquid. Yeah. Wake up tomorrow, 20 obviously, million. Yes. I've got, you could even afford a house in Austin. Yes. You could. Uh, you Obviously, know, pay, you'd invest you some of no it. You have no mortgage. You could take yeah. th- 75% of it and just invest it in things. Absolutely. And you'd be, and you'd be good. Love that. For the rest of your life. Yeah. So that's my If anybody's that. listening. Yeah. If you need a kidney, Mark is willing to give one I'm up. I'm offering it for $20 million, 20 million after tax. After tax. So like... Yeah, your lawyers will figure out the number. I'm getting like, married yeah. soon, so like it's yes. only half mine, so we may have to reconsider to 40, so that way true, I still yeah. get 20 if he decides mm. to leave me and cheat on me. Yeah, that's a good because, call. Because like, we c- imagine you do the, the amount of work we that. could do on ourselves yeah. to make us the most... I mean, she's already the most beautiful, but imagine the work I could do on my yes, side. I could, I could go back to one chin, yeah. which I haven't had since I was like 15. Yeah, you could do a lot of plastic surgery. I'm gonna tell you that now. Plastic yeah. surgery is expensive, but not that expensive. Not when you have that much money. I'm gonna yeah, tell you that. I now. could basically look like Lady Gaga. Plus, you got a personal trainer. Eat the best meals. I love that. Yes. All of these things. Yes. So you or, never know what would happen. So I would need yeah. twenty stashed away for her. That's fair. In case she left me because she doesn't like my new lifestyle. But if you sign a prenup and do all that, you don't really need to worry about that. No, it's okay. Yeah. I'm willing to give her it if she leaves. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's fine. You know, now, what if the lot. what if the person's not able to pay you forty million, only twenty million? What are you gonna do? I mean, I would still have a hard time passing up. Yeah, obviously. 20. No, I've never had any surgery. We've talked about that. Yeah. And I don't want to have a surgery that's elective as my first surgery. We know that. But I would for $20 million. I love that. I, 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 yes. I mean, that's that's a lot of... That's a lot of fucking it, money. Isn't it also kind of sad that $20 million could basically set us up for life? It's not that much money. But it is. But it seems so far away also. Of course it is. But I think that's because you're comparing $20 million to like Jeff Bezos or to Elon Musk. Like, of course. Like, that's no money compared to that. They make that in probably a day. Twenty, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah they probably, they just made it. They just made it. Yeah. Yeah. They. I mean, I Jeff that. Bezos probably makes $20 million every hour. I'd believe that. Let's it's do, disgusting, but true. Let's do the math. We'll do the math here for a second. Okay, all right, um, all right. Matthew's going to keep the conversation rolling. Can always keep while, it rolling. While I do some quick math on Bezos. So if he made... So there's 365 days in a year. I have no problem with elective surgery. By the way, we do really <laughs> encourage that and love that. 24 hours in a day. Chop me open. And that is the, so that would be 8,760 hours okay. in a year. It's a few hours. And then we times that by 20 million. Obviously. Uh, that would be $175 billion. Okay. 
That's so he doesn't make that much. Not quite. Yeah. So the number's a little off for sure. Like how much do you think he made last year? Like eighty billion. Like, uh, like okay, take on pay. Sure. Yeah. I really have no idea. That means he makes like eight million dollars an hour. I love that. Just, that makes things just, more right. Just, yeah. Just for the record. Yeah. He makes eight million dollars per hour. I'm a little. So bit Jeff jealous. Bezos exists for yes. two and a half hours. Yeah. And he walks away with essentially twenty million bucks. Exactly. That is likely, mm-hmm. but not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. Likely more money than either of us will make over the next twenty five years. Hundred percent. And he does in two and a half hours. Absolutely. That's disgusting. I guess but so. Guess what? But everything's does he relative. Have a nice full head of hair? No, no, he does not, Jeff. You do not have a nice. He full could head though. Of hair. He could just cut someone's scalp off and like. Integrated yeah. to his head. I don't yeah, know why. He hasn't yeah, why hasn't he done that? Uh, listen, I've done some research into hair transplant technology. Can you really take like somebody else's scalp and just transplant it? Uh, no. So okay. So let's talk about this for a second. Yes. I have done some research because <laughs> I'm not balding yet, but it's in my line and it's bound to happen. So I've looked into this. So they have like a few different procedures right now. It's all FUE, FUT. I couldn't remember what they stand for. But essentially, what they do one of two things. So with the FUT, they take a strip of your scalp, so they cut it out. And then they remove the hair follicles and integrate that into your scalp, your forehead, things like that. That's one of them. The FUE is where they just directly go into your skull and remove hair follicles and place them. The, one, the place I looked into has like a robot arm, which is really cool. What's they do the that. best way? The most successful? So it's all relative. So depending on what research you do, FUT is older. It's been around longer. Um, but it depends the place I'm going to doesn't do FUT that I've looked into. They only do FUE because so they they told me about one patient that has had it done three times. So they literally have three huge scars from having had strips of skin taken out and the hair removed from them and added back in. Crazy stuff. So the FUE though, they literally just they go in and pull the hair out. Almost like you're just like uprooting a tree from the back of your head. So like in the area where you have hair like here. Yeah. So apparently that never does. So when it comes to like there's like terms that like DHT, like testosterone, the ways that like men lose hair, usually predominantly men, is that like basically the hair follicles just die. And so then this hair stops growing and just shrivels up and that's where you get balding. So the back of that apparently isn't affected by DHT or the other way around. I can't remember if it's a good or bad thing. And so that's where they take it from. And so they can just like transplant that tree from the back of your head to your front of your head. And then it grows. I didn't realize that's how it worked. It's amazing to me. So the issue isn't like, can you grow hair in your forehead? Like they can just pull the follicle and put it in there and then it starts growing. Amazing. Sounds expensive. It was well, so, painful. So you're under local anesthetic. Um, and so I don't think it's painful in that sense. And expense wise, depending on where you go. So the place I like, they, it's all based on graphs. So the number, literally the number of hairs. So mm-hmm. the one I was looking at like is, does up to like 1600 hairs or like follicles it was like ten thousand dollars, so it's not cheap, but it's also not like how many expensive. follicles is like a good like how many would Jeff need? Oh, a lot, probably in the tens of thousands. So the place I was looking at, so I'm looking at like restoring a little bit of the crown of my head, probably about a half inch on my forehead, an inch. Like he was saying, we'd be good with sixteen hundred follicles, which is why I know that number. Okay, yeah. So probably multiply that times the rest of the head. That's probably in the tens of thousands of hair follicles. He'd need a lot. Maybe he likes his look. Does this scare you to get that done? No, but I've also 
for our listeners, I've had multiple plastic surgeries, so I have no problem with someone chopping me up, going under, having things really? removed, sewed back up. I've had scars. You know, I don't like getting like a tooth filled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's no, different that way. It doesn't scare me. I don't know. Like, you know, it, he also says it takes like six to eight hours to do what for me what they would be doing. So you're on their local. So local. So you're numb, awake. They just numb you. And yeah, you're they numb you. Yeah. There, yeah. And laying then, there. Yeah. And they're just implanting there's a machine yeah so the machine goes in and they have it it like looks at a square and goes all around your head and basically pulls stuff out this is the best mechanism we have at this point we don't got like stem cell like we have such great medical there's not a mrna vaccine for hair oh how to regrow your hair follicles because that so that's what's happening though is your hair roots are dying so i guess yeah they can't reverse that yet i don't know i don't know why either not enough money investing you would think like you would think so yeah probably someone has and much like everything i wonder if we had a pandemic that affected hair loss we no, we just have a lot life. of bald people. <laughs> you think, like if everybody yeah. started balding. Like if you got COVID-22, yeah. you, you you're balding. Bald. Yeah, yeah that, that would happen. I don't think that would change. Yeah, I don't think it would change it. Interesting. I don't think there's enough money in that right now. But if there were money in that, it would change. Let's be honest. How do we that's get how more? Well, that's always like, it's one of my greatest fears is losing my hair. I'm lucky to still have plenty of it. I hope it hap- doesn't happen for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a Just I don't be prepared. Thing. Yeah. I don't know how to prepare. Well, I started taking this is I started taking a hymns. Yes. This is not sponsored has by hymns. But it has helped. I think so. I mean if hymns wants to sponsor. Oh us. yes. If you do want to sponsor us, absolutely. Because you know, it's like sixty dollars a month, so it's not bad, but I'll take that free if you like to. Um, I think it has, but it's like how do you know when something hasn't helped? I don't know. So I do it, you know, you apply um a drops to your head, the crown of your head, you take a pill, and then you have a shampoo and conditioner that you use. And they have a lot of inversions of this, but that's what I do. I've been doing it since twenty eighteen. Because I was worried about losing all my hair. Mm-hmm. I think it's helping, but I don't know. I okay. couldn't tell you. This is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of things that are hard to tell if they work. <laughs> because I guess the opposite is the bad thing, and I don't know if that is. Yeah. So you what know? you've known is that you've had a fear that a thing would happen. Yes. And then you've taken a thing. Yes. To try to help it from happening. Yes. And the fact that it hasn't happened makes you think that... It's working. Yes. That's why I believe. That's I'm going off of I that. mean, you take a lot of vitamins and but that's a different thing okay. right so i have a functional doctor that i use because i was you know i've is I've... there a dysfunctional <laughs> yes okay <laughs> but they're great so like they look at things holistically so like i you know struggled with i've had like i had like bouts of like having a lot of gas couldn't mm. couldn't explain why um i did not have solid stools from time to time with different bowel movements you know things like that this so it's like the, let's look into bonus it content. this is the bonus <laughs> content you didn't expect but yeah. you got. And so I was like, let's look into this. So my mom and others, like I'd heard of this idea of a functional doctor before. So they just like look at everything kind of holistically. And so that's why I'm taking right now probably about 15 to 20 pills a day for different things. But we did blood, stool, and urine sample is testing. And when yeah. we did that, we found, I mean, the gut, I had like, um, I had some different like bacteria. What is it? Like strep. Uh, and a few others that were just yeah, like, like living in my in gut. Bag, or you scoop it and put oh it my in god, that. let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm so, hungry, and this I, will make me not hungry. I'm not gonna lie. There's few things that disgust me on this earth, but this is one of those things I've never interacted with my poop in this way. Yeah. But yeah, so you know those, you know those cardboard containers, or like they're like paper that you get when you get like a hot dog out, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, carnival things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they send you this. You get a, they send you that, a bag, uh, a glove, and you basically, after you poop, you're supposed to um, 
select if you you scoop it out of the with the, the red and white you know hot dog container scoop it out and then you're supposed to and you have a vial with liquid in it you're supposed to um scoop up poop from three different areas of the poop to get a good like a, a diverse sample <laughs> okay and then you put it in there shake it up and then you send it off to the lab that's how you do it i've but i've never had to interact with my poop in such an intimate way before yeah no no, no. i've only ever just seen my poop yeah like in the toilet it gives you a new perspective on life i think i mean you seem changed absolutely like that comes out of you <laughs> yes so you t- so you take this you put in the sample you mail yeah. it yeah and then and they test it. and then there's people that get paid to test the tube yes did you like clean the tube make sure there was no extra fall off no i tried not to have anything around it <laughs> maybe i did i might have used a lysol wipe yeah. yeah but they have to deal with this so it's their job you know they're yeah. they're hopefully they're they get it. two gloves Hopefully, but maybe <laughs> you not. Got, you got just, one glove. Just one glove. Well, yeah, because you ideally should only be like your one is scooping and the other yeah, one but, is like you yeah, know. Yeah, what if there's drippage? On maybe the they might have given me two gloves. I don't know. I use <laughs> one glove because I don't have time for a second glove. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they tested it and we found all that stuff living in my gut, mm-hmm. my liver processing. Um, what else did we do? So you started taking all these fifteen different vitamins. <laughs> yes, correct to address these different things. Yeah, and have you seen a an impact? From yes. I've definitely had okay. less gas. I was okay. so gassy on a daily basis. I'm going to tell you that right okay. now. Sem- semi-daily, if not every other day. Terrible. My stools were not as solid. They're definitely a lot more regular and solid now. Okay. Less gas. Um, and then also other things like um, that I'm taking that I assume are having a positive effect. I'm doing one that affects like, it's like adrenal support. Mm-hmm. I take three of those capsules a day. So I think it's helping counteracting all my wildness in life right now. Do you feel better? I think so, yeah. But again, you know, there's th- a placebo effect is such a real thing. So yeah. who knows? Is it expensive? So that's a good question. So, okay. Um, so the testing... For poor people. For Remember, poor people. Yeah, probably poor people. <laughs> yeah. So all three tests, the urine, stool, and blood. The other thing, too, is I don't know if this is true of most functional doctors. My functional doctor, they don't take uh, insurance, and so you are doing it out of pocket. I could, but it, you are able, to, if you have an FSA, HSA, you're able to submit that. In. Um, the three tests together, I think we're... I want to say they were in the range of 700 to 1,000, like total, all three tests. And then the pills, everything I take. So, and you don't have to order it because you don't take the same amount of all the pills. But the first initial batch of like the 10 different bottles of pills, I think it was like $500. Um, And then you, you know, have to re-up them. So it depends. So there are some that last for three months. And we were doing this for a four-month regime, roughly. Um, there's some of the last 30 days. So you so want like, start. I'm all in like two grand. <clears throat> yeah. Let's say that number. Let's yeah. say, yeah, sure. Okay. That sounds good. All yeah. in. And then you do this and then they're going to retest your poop. Yes. At the end of, yes, we're doing probably, <laughs> I don't think we need, so blood didn't have any major issues. So we probably won't retest blood right okay. now. I do that on a regular basis anyway, as you should blood panel stuff and then poop and urine like you do will blood panels regularly well i would say i think you're like on a yearly basis i think you should okay yeah to make sure like because i haven't a, gotten a physical i think ever marcus you <laughs> did you just say like ever i i just this yeah, is important no, for i honestly don't know that i've ever had a like a regular physical the listeners need to hear this like please go I to feel the doctor from like the nurse with like the cup the balls and cough thing i don't i don't care how you feel you need to go to the doctor <laughs> you need to go to the dentist 
Everyone, please hear me. I go to the dentist because one of my best friends is a dentist. I love that. But you need to go to the doctor because much like your <laughs> gums are important to the rest of your body, your yeah. whole body is important to the rest of your whole okay. body. So I should get an annual physical. Yeah, I think they recommend what that. What do I do? Especially as you get older. Do you, so you go for an annual physical. So, okay, so I'll tell you about the one last April I went to before okay. I moved to Austin. Um, is they do all the basic stuff. They do. They measure you. You know, or not measure you. Sorry, they weigh <laughs> you. I mean, they may measure you too. Um, they check your you know basic functions like your Cross heart. A, they put a finger in your butt. No, they don't do that on a regular basis. <laughs> I'd be okay with that, but they don't do that on a regular basis. Uh, they, so th- this was the thing that surprised me. And I had a male doctor, which is f- whatever. It's just fine for all of you out there. Um, they didn't actually do the ball check. They didn't check, you know, my balls for lumps. That's like an, an optional thing he said apparently now, which I'm, I mean, you should check yourself regularly. I do recommend that. I do that myself. Yeah, sure. But like, I want a professional to check that too because I don't know what I'm feeling for other than bumps. I feel like you know when you know though. They You say that, but I don't know if that's true though. Okay. I don't know. I don't so they know. didn't okay. do that. I also want to do some food testing. I want testing. to go to this person. You, yeah, I mean. I want to go to the optional ball <laughs> Guy. I'll give you his, his, his. You have to go back to Florida for that. But I'll give you his. My number. dad went to this lady because I finally made. My dad had never had an annual physical, and he's sixty-seven years old. Uh, listeners, I need you to also hear this again. Please go to the doctor. <laughs> I don't care what you believe Spotify about doctors. COVID Absolutely. Okay. Please go to the doctor at least once a year, once every five years. Get a colonoscopy after your over the age of 40. I don't know what the year is. I'm happy to get one anytime. I just, people, you need to know what's going on in your body. I'm going to say it. Yes. Okay, uh, yes. continue okay. with the story. So my dad goes for his first physical. After 67 I shouldn't laugh. years. Years, years. He's never got one. And I, like, I was, you know, I get worried about him because he's not young anymore. Although yeah, I'm, I'm not young anymore. I should worry about me. You should worry about you and go to the doctor, Marcus. <laughs> so my dad goes, and the only thing he texts me was he's like the lady put a finger up my butt no worries prostate flat as a board <laughs> smiley face <laughs> that's probably the best text i've ever heard in my life yes i absolutely love yeah. that so he's like i'm all good that i love that he included <laughs> emoji as well yeah. you know really destigmatize yep. prostate checks finger up my butt prostate yeah. flat as a board smiley face <laughs> i didn't know prostates i'm not gonna lie to you yeah, I'm a very gay to, man, you but want it to be flat. I I don't know. Yeah, when it comes to like prostates, I don't really know much about the prostate. I'm not gonna lie. Why is why flat? Because isn't it like a isn't it like a walnut shaped or something like that? That's what I've come to understand. I don't know. I know that. Okay. Uh, so when it's not flat, yeah, um, that like is signs of like yes. Okay, exactly. we don't like that. And you don't want it. Okay. So for a 67 year old to have a flat prostate, love that for him. Big deal. Yes, that doesn't mean it's okay to not go to the doctor after 67 way, years. I just want to reiterate that to the listeners. I learned a thing What'd about prostates, men, and prostate cancer. Okay, please tell us everything. So every single man, yeah, over the age of 40, okay. has prostate cancer. What does that mean? We why, all have. But why? Do we know why they do? It's like a. I don't. It's a part of like prostate aging and like okay, cell replication. Love yes. That. Okay. Now it is an asymptomatic cancer. Okay. In like seventy percent of the male population. Okay, we love that. And thirty percent, it is a bad thing. Okay, so and that's why it's so prevalent, like breast cancer. That is makes with sense. Women. Yeah. But every man over the age of forty will die with prostate cancer. Love because that every, everyone has. That's, that's okay. That's, that's a great. Li- yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So 
Have your prostate checked is what we've learned from this. And you want to be flat as a board. Flat as a board. Flat as a board is a good thing. I think mine's okay. I don't pee that much. I don't drink enough water, though. Well, I don't think you should use any of those as indicators. You should definitely go to the doctor. Well, if you have an enlarged, like yes, but if you have an enlarged prostate, you would pee very frequently. Well, I'm that, sure. There yeah. are symptoms of an enlarged prostate. We love that. I do pee pretty frequently, but I also intake a lot of liquids and a lot of coffee, so I think that could be it too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, you. Yeah, I was. How many like liters of water do you think? You I have drink no idea. Night? I've lit- well, water probably not much. I don't hydrate well, to be honest. Okay. I probably I try to drink. Where's my bottle? I don't know. This is like I think this is like a liter. No, is it seven fifty? <laughs> probably seven, like three quarters of a liter. I probably drink one or two of those a day. I definitely don't hydrate enough. I drink a lot of coffee. I mm. dehydrate very well, but I don't hydrate well. So uh, I've also heard that it is a myth that um, coffee is not good at hydrating you. Oh, really? Yes. We definitely need to do some research on that. Yeah. Who'd you hear that from? I listened to it on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. How many sources have you had corroborated that? I looked it up after. Okay. Scholarly that, reviewed. That, 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 that corroborated it okay yes okay i'm well it's like i'm not a it's like really like any liquid mm-hmm. uh will hydrate you okay well that statement i believe to be true because there's like water and like, coffee yeah. obviously it's like the, water. the things that like dehydrate people from drinking coffee is like creamer and sugar mm, but why <laughs> Uh, they have like dehydrating properties. I okay, guess. like sugar, co- like sugar takes a lot of water for your body to break down. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Um, and for like adults, dairy often dairy mm-hmm. is tough for them to break down, and all those things cause you uh, like more water to like leave your system. The more water that something takes your body to process, the more likely they are to dehydrate you. Coffee in and of itself, like just having coffee, black, like, coffee. black coffee, yeah. Yeah, that hydrates you, doesn't dehydrate you. Okay, so is it fair to say, so is the dehydration definition or factor is the amount of water it takes to process or to yes. Okay, I didn't know that, but, but that makes yeah. perfect sense. Okay, yeah. I love that. Yeah, so like you take in things, if, yeah. if your body needs to, like, in order to get them through all mm. of the systems in your digestive Got system, uh, take a lot of water, um, well, that will dehydrate you. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And that there are also sense. things that, like, like salt. Yeah. Um, will will retain water right yeah so, so you have um like things that you're you think if your body has too much salt in its system mm-hmm. it is more likely to absorb water in mm. areas where um water isn't necessary so you could be dehydrated and bloated oh, because the yikes. water isn't getting to the areas of your body that your body needs water mm. it is staying put in cells because salt exists there so we need to get salt to the places your body needs water is what you're saying well, I think we just don't need to have that much salt in our body. I don't know. We love salt, though. But yeah, we do love high salt. sodium. I love love salt. Obviously, yes. I love cheese. Hard for me to break down. Yes. So you have this problem with um. I don't know how I poop these days because we use a bidet, and when you use a bidet, hear me out. It's interesting. But how do you not know how much you poop? Does it just do you flush before you look? Yes, but but you gotta hear me out. Okay, I'm, of course. Imagine every time you poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took a. A mug of water, yeah. and poured it directly on top of your poop. It would bre- it starts to like break it down and like cut. But everything. that alone lets you know though how your poop is because if it stays solid versus mm-hmm. breaking down, that's mm-hmm. an indicator. Well, mine definitely breaks down from the. the so it's, it's not very solid. Not very solid. Okay, I would not want to scoop it with a hot dog. Yeah, you thing. should probably have that. Like- <laughs> There probably is some opportunities for your stools. Oh, I, I think there, there's a yeah. lot. We should probably start with that colonoscopy. Probably, yeah. 
definitely. Yeah. I mean, you're not quite at the age, but like, it's probably a good idea. Well, especially because the cancer runs in the in the yeah. DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. probably already building up, making a little militia. It's gonna have its own its own moment. Absolutely. I don't think it's ever too well. That's not true. But I don't think you can ever check things too early. But I do know with cancer, you have to like wait. Because I did look into that. Because my family does have a lot of history of cancer. Like, I asked my functional doctor, I was like, are there tests that you can do to like try to screen for markers that might be cancerous. Mm-hmm. And there is. Um, and there's actually one that's, um, I don't know what the term like is, people can like buy and do now. It's pretty expensive. But it also, they usually don't recommend it for people like under 50 or 55. So that's the other hard thing. It's like, I could do this, but I don't think I'd much get much value from it. Because how do you know, you know? Yeah, that's fair. But I do, like, I think Have you done important. like the DNA testing for markers? For no, cancer? I haven't yet. Yeah. That'd be an interesting one to do. I feel like all, like, I'm a hypochondriac. Ironically so enough, you, you never give go to a doctor. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. Because if you don't go to the doctor, you can't find out that you're dying. You know, like you're oh, yeah. like that's that, the mentality to, from like to me, two going to a, like when I had an MRI on my back. Yeah, I thought that they were going to find cancer somewhere else. So the first question yeah. I asked the chiropractor, yes, who was reviewing the MRI, yes, was did I light up like a Christmas tree? I love that. And she said no. Thank God. <laughs> she said all looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but I just it's just like it's like the background check that I'm waiting on. Yeah. I just assume some fucking mythical. Why thing do you assume that? I don't know. Like it's what like, happened to you in the past that made I you assume I don't know. that? It's a, it's a good question. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly it's just like when people like if you came to me yeah and, like marissa wasn't there and you're like hey can i talk to you for a second my brain goes what did i do well we all do i think we all think that way and for yeah for or most of us do i should say so I like know I when i wait for things i wait yeah. for them to fail yeah that's fair yeah like even yeah, when i was I buying the too. tesla yeah and i had to like get all the like the funding and financing mm-hmm. in place i was like well they said i was approved but like what if I'm not? Yeah. And then when they're like, well, we're going through the loan approval process. I was like, okay, but why are we three days in without a response? So like when you and were a kid. And then I started going like something must be wrong. Like did something big happen like that or and a few small things where it was like you were expecting something and then it did go wrong. And then like. Just oh, yeah. Like re- reinforce the. Like, well, a yeah. That's system. what I'm curious about. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Probably every young girl when I was young. That was like, I'll love you forever, and then didn't. (laughs) But I feel like that's, well, maybe that's what it is. Because, like, I agree with you with, like, when someone pulls you aside, that boss thing. Like, I I align and feel the same way about that. But I also, like, I don't wait for things to fail necessarily. Like, if I believe that something will happen and haven't been given reason to believe otherwise, like, I'm also not a saint, and, like, I am very aware of things that I could, could have done that would, like, um, that could be reasons why I'm in trouble. Okay. And also, That's like, fair. if you have a boss, yeah. like, <clears throat> I've had bosses that like to only contact you for for failures. Oh, yeah. No. So then you just, like, you, because it's like Pavlov's dog. Whenever of course, somebody yeah. says, hey, can I talk to you? You're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, what the Failure. fuck did I do? Yep. Yeah. Tell me about how I, they never say... Let's talk about this great thing you did. Yeah. And like, then you either believe that you either never have done anything good Mm -hmm. um, or you've always done something wrong. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. Yeah. So I stay in that place. Okay. I wonder how we can do that. Marissa's like that too. 
Uh, she just walked mm. in, but but she does the same thing. When I say, "Hey, can I talk to you for a minute?" She yeah. goes, "Oh no, we think it's bad." This is the this is when you leave me, and I'm Yikes. like, "I'm not oh, leaving dark you." As hell. I want to know if you want to have tacos for dinner. That's all. Like that's that's all I want to know. Yeah, we need to unpack that. I'm yeah. I wonder how you reverse that. There has to be a way to undo that. I think I've un undid uh a like a forty percent of it, okay. which is great. That means I that I used that. to be you're on the way way worse. Mm-hmm. Now I am better than I was. It's like yeah. it's like your uh, like vitamins that you take. Absolutely, like I can tell that things are better because they haven't gotten worse. Yes. that means I'm doing like things. My I'm not as anxious. That means yes. that the, the measures that I'm taking they seem to be okay. having an impact. I love that. But they haven't resolved everything. Right, you're so worried that when you get an MRI, you're gonna like light up like Christmas tree. Yeah, cancer, which is not. Happening. I also like there's. I think there's some things that like work. Like I've never mm. been. Knock on wood. Where's wood? Yeah, I know this is tired. I've never been fired. We love so that. because I've never been fired, yeah. I have a fear of being fired and what it'll feel like to be fired. So whenever like a, a manager asks me, like ask my name, I go, yeah. This is when it's gonna happen. This is when I will be fired. Huh. And here is the fear because I don't know what happens when I have to go tell my partner, like, hey, I just got fired. Like living, your... and then they go, "Oh, I just wanted to make sure you need off on Wednesday." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, fuck, survived again." Like <laughs> you're like waiting for the hammer to fall. That's so yeah. interesting. To yeah, my me. my first sponsor used to say like, um, <clears throat> "You're waiting for the other shoe to drop." Yeah, and you don't realize that you're holding both shoes. Mm-hmm. Like the only one who's going to drop it is you. You, yeah, yeah. I also heard this I great quote. Uh, like, we'll we'll wrap up in a second because we did good. We're at. Over an hour and a half. Wow. So great job. Sorry, y'all. Uh, yeah. This has yeah, been so long. a lot of poop talk <laughs> and prostates that are flat as a board. We will, yes. But I heard this say I've been watching this uh, documentary called 14 Peaks with this okay. guy who's like a, I don't know, fucking superhuman. And mm-hmm. he climbed the 14 highest peaks in the world in seven months. Yeah. And it was wild. Very cool. But he said this thing. And I actually, when I heard it, I went, this is actually very true. Okay. He said, often. Like mm-hmm. almost every time, yeah. When you think you're fucked, mm-hmm. you're really only forty five percent fucked. I love that. Yeah, and I think that's true because mm. I think like often when I think things are as bad as they could be yeah. or the worst possible outcome, like and like uh, there's no way to get out of it. Yeah, there's always like a, a mechanism mm-hmm. to get out of it. I like, love that. Aside from like you know uh, Austin having its Hiroshima moment, like yes. yeah. <laughs> Snowbit two point Yes, exactly. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. you can. There's there are way like you think that there's no way out, right? But there's there always is, a way out. Yeah, almost always a way out. Yeah, yeah. I love and that, I, and I like that. I was like, no, that's true, because I need to like start changing my perspective when things don't work out. Mm-hmm. That like I can find some resolution. I think that's so true, and I think it's true of the human mind and how we interact with everything and when we push ourselves whether you're working out whether you're working you know doing your job whatever is like we don't realize our potential and so yeah when we think we're fucked we're only 40 percent of fact if we just push ourselves a little bit farther think yeah. of what you could do yeah you know i love da- that david goggins uh, i don't know who that he, is but uh, i love that name he is the uh like instagram like guy who runs all the time and he's like stop being like a little bitch you stop you just gotta run you run through whatever he does wake up get your ass up yeah 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 Yeah, that kind of person (laughs) um and he said like most people realize that like um 
when they give up, mm-hmm. uh, like they were only giving about forty percent of what they could actually give. That. He's yes. like, he's like, if somebody was like, if a fucking zombie was chasing mm-hmm. you, I bet you could run the rest of your like four, your four mile jog yes. that you gave up on. Mm-hmm. He's like, you could push yourself beyond what your mind is telling you yes. that you're capable of. I absolutely, I, I believe. I am. That. I'm a forty percenter. Yeah, you know? same. <laughs> like, so we're we're working to not be a forty percenter. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The forty percent. Wow. Well, Matthew from the brunch game. Yes, Marcus. Thank you for joining tonight. Thank this you for was a lot me. of fun. So much fun. We've been talking about it for a while, and yeah. I was—I don't know—I just never set it up because we lived together. I could have done it any night, but we, <laughs> we finally got to it. Yeah. Um, and we—we we certainly. I feel like we could talk for like the next five hours. So, oh, absolutely. So we'll do it again. Absolutely. And we'll talk about more things that we can disagree on and yes. agree on. Yeah. Why not? Um, and. Uh, I will leave the audience with this thing. If you're poor, don't do 110. And if you're rich, have the fucking time of your life. It doesn't matter. Thanks, y'all. That's so true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Subject to Revision podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and numerous other platforms. We plan on releasing one episode per week. If you have any suggestions or questions about our podcast, please email us at subjecttorevision2020 at gmail.com. We look forward to your continued support.